that if, if I lost control or did not have control, things would just, you know, I would be fatal. Brother. Whole lot of new shit, exclusive shit. Like, Yo, mm -hmm. this guy made twenty two million out of prison. Who did? Six nine. Oh yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The story. It's yeah, man. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of nasty business going on right now. TV shows, <laughs> documentaries. Right. All right. Man. Oh man, more comments about right. you know people who supposed to be ops supposedly. Oh right. boy. It never ends. It never ends, man. The saga continues. Yeah. All right, let's get into it, brother. Mm -hmm. Hey. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I'm making a change today. The liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a role that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you and only you. Yeah, I got one virtual, got one in that dead, the only two, man. How many times have I shown and proved, man? How many nights I've been woke, swerving the potholes, not trying to fuck up the wheels on the road, okay? Funny how life goes, he thought he was sick, now we wiping his nose, okay? Soon as you give him your soul, you blow up and they say you're selling your soul, okay? They want my lights exposed, they want to know about the highs and lows. Well, summer, all I did was rest, okay? And New Year's, all I did was stretch, okay? And Valentine's Day, I had sex, okay? We'll see what's about to happen next, okay? 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 We'll see what's about to happen next, okay? 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 We'll see what's about to happen next. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back in the building. Man. We're here now. That was that DK Metcalf, wasn't it? Huh? That was that DK Metcalf, wasn't it? From the Grand? <laughs> man listen back in the building ladies and gentlemen he him she her they them y'all welcome to another edition another episode of the self-control podcast where the energy never dies and the energy never lies it's good to be back man it's good to be back so what's good, brother? How how you? How you been? I know I know we've been gone for a while, you know, y'all. We we apologize, but since we saw BGW come back, you know, we gotta come back too, you know, and hopefully our shit will be a lot more, you know, current. But like mm -hmm. we always tell y'all, man, life gets in the way, man. And a lot of stuff, you know, just be getting in the way. Lorenzo, he's you know, he's still doing his his Twitter bid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, I'm with my brother, Dread Hampton. Y'all know the man, Lorenzo, for real, you know. What's good, bro? How you living, man? Trying to live right, man. Trying to live right. I hear that. Been yeah. good. Been good, though. Been blessed. You know what? <clears throat> That's that. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. At all. You know things to complain about but shit the shit ain't just it ain't gonna help <laughs> it ain't gonna help at all man mm -mm. you know but we here we got each other it's fucking about 70 something degrees in charleston right now i don't know what the fuck is going on in charleston right now yeah it's 70 up here 60, what? 70 
Yeah, yo, man. This fucking bipolar weather. We're gonna die. That's 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 all. I, we're gonna die. Global warming. It, it's it's crazy, man. But yo, we're gonna get into the shits. You know, um, enough of the pleasantries, man. So um, let's see what we got first, brother. Hey, so we played the song in the beginning of the. We played the song in the beginning of the episode. One of my favorite songs off the three pack, uh, but the boy, he, he's back. Yeah, man. The boy, the boy's back. Scary yeah. hours too. You know, he said it was dropping. I, my thing is, I liked it when uh the first scary hours dropped because like I think that was a little bit more unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's when he dropped diplomatic immunity and God's plan. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave us two. And I know people did not, like, really care for diplomatic immunity. But I love diplomatic immunity. So did I. Like, those were a lot of bars. Like, that's the thing about um, Drake that people fail to realize. When he wants to bar y'all to death, he's going to bar you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he plays book, like... And sometimes his bars are like bully ball, like the old school bully ball, <laughs> like, like for real. And then he comes back with a scary hours too. Nice little three pack, you know. And I felt like with each song he gave something where everybody wanted. It was something for everybody. Yeah. I loved what's next. What's next is that braggadocio, like fuck y'all niggas, like this my shit. You know, um, then you got once and knees with little baby, you know, which is of course, you know, I I, I fucked with that song. Um and then you got the lemon pepper freestyle, man. <laughs> the lemon pepper freestyle. Lemon pepper freestyle. Listen, I got some lemon pepper wings in the fridge that I got. <laughs> so yo like Everybody on Twitter went crazy. Everybody on Facebook, everybody everywhere just went crazy. You know, they talking about how, you know, it's LeBron and AD in a rap game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel when you first heard the three-pack? What What was your feelings like when you first got it? So for me, like, this is, this is an extension of, uh, uh, of an era that I think has started since that first Scary Hours. Okay. And for okay. me, a, a, a part, a, a big part of this is, you know, post-Pusher stuff, you know, Rat Radar interview. Uh, of course, you know, uh, uh, the shop, right, kind of tying in with Pusher stuff. I do definitely want to... Did the shop come after Diplomatic Community? I'm, I'm not sure. I think I... Yeah. The shot did come on during um after diplomatic community because I remember I watched the shot on the way or something like I think I was driving. Yes, I was driving to to LA at the time. I was moving from Charleston to LA. Right. And I think I heard about the interview or whatever while I was driving. And when we had stopped. In Dallas, that's when I watched it. Got you. Okay. But a lot... So, so I mean, Scorpion was, is in there, too. That's October. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Scorpion in there or whatever. But for me, I started to, uh, for, for lack of a uh, better phrase, bow down. I mean, I've been bowed down, you know, to the Drake thing in certain instances. You know what I mean? We were just about certain things about bars, right? And, like, that yeah. bully ball thing. I was feeling that, like, you know, especially around the time, like, you know, Stay Scheming was out, like, back in that time. I'm like, yo, this guy's kind of crafty, man. You got to give it. This nigga's crazy. But Dark Demo Tapes, right? What was it? The Dark... Uh... And so, you know, the war track on that, like, y'all niggas can't even win home games. Y'all just got to fall in line like Soul Train, like, all that type, you know, just that vibe. You know, he got the Lance Canada Goose coat on. Oh, man. On, sleep on that CD. Like, mm -hmm. the demo tapes was a great CD. Yeah. D4L with um Future Young Thug. And I, I tell everybody this. I don't care. I'm unapologetic about it. Tom Flies is one of the greatest Drake songs I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> Yo, it's just, it's something about that tape. I'm like, oh, shit. This is a, this is different. Like, mm. low-key son, Chris Brown. Like, he just, I just felt like Chris Brown was just doing background vocals. Yeah. Like, yo, man. That's Dark Lane demo tapes. If y'all ain't heard that shit in, in full, if y'all just skip around it, like, y'all doing yourselves a disservice because that really is, like, a vibe kind of album that you could just play on during, like, a kickback or something and just... Yeah. Same thing about um that I've recognized about Ty Dolla Sign's new album, that album that he he dropped. Exactly, that is a odd fucking album. Like yeah. you can just he don't miss, he don't miss at all, not at all. And like, I think he's a magician, he don't miss at all, bro. That was on like he don't miss. He yeah, don't. yeah he's, he's scary good. <laughs> yeah, I was stepping on you on you. What you call? It. Go ahead, brother. Oh no, it's it's just is I don't know this iterate this this era of his career right now. I think this is the most consistent time of his career. Like I need like like more life a few summers ago. Like this is you know he's really trying to do things, and I I, I gotta respect it to you know on that side of the conversation. But yeah, this certified, I I don't know. I, he got crazy plans, man. I don't know what's happening with certified lover boy. I I'm I don't know what we're gonna get from this. Yeah, cause like I'm thinking. This is what I said when Darklands first dropped out, when first dropped. I was like, if these are the songs that he left on the cutting room floor, what else he what else he got? Yeah, and his hooks, his verses, you know, they they you know. Yeah, these, it, these aren't unfinished songs on this tape. These yeah. are finished songs. Yeah. So I'm like, like, how do you put desires with future, and mm -hmm. then like that's a throwaway. Like, yeah. how's desires a throwaway? He, it's a certain formula that they be going for, like track by track, and that, and that's what I got from Dark Demo. It's like from the intro, it's like okay, and then we get straight into uh, when to say uh, you know when to say when. That's why that's why I love Deep Pocket. Like from Deep Pockets to when to um when to say when to Chicago Freestyle, you like whoa, like whole bunch of emotions, a whole bunch of just feelings. Yeah. And the, I think raps, but the raps is stare. Like, it's... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love the introspective Drake. Mm. I, I love introspective Drake a little bit more than I used to love introspective Jay. Like, I remember the first time I heard uh, This Can't Be Life. Mm. 
holy shit, I had never heard this type of J. Right. But I had to go back and remember, like, damn, like, Naj, you listen to You you Must Love Me. Like, I mean, volume one is, yeah. Yo, I want to apologize because we, we, I think, was it me and you had this conversation? But, yo, I fucking love volume one now. I love volume one. Well, you know me. I am the mediocre, you know me. I am yeah. the mediocre Jay-Z album lover. It seems that every, you know, we, we joke about Blueprint 2, right. but it was, it, was a, it was a point in time, I think like around like 7th, 8th grade, where I really fell in love with Volume 1. And like, I don't know. It was just, I, it, cause, because like back in the day, we're like, all right, this, like, this, you know, this is the corny Jay John. It's all brown, and he looking at the cover, and it's white, and it's like, okay, Puffy is producing <laughs> on this. and Puffy album. It's a departure, it feels like. It felt like. Yeah, it, felt like. it still is, but I think that is is, is good. It aged really well. Yo, I was surprised how well Sunshine aged. I can still listen to. <laughs> I was like, yo, this song is not even half bad right now. It's not. Do you remember when Dame was talking about the treatment for Sunshine on the Breakfast Club? Yes. <laughs> that, that that didn't even put any rust on it. That made that made it even better. Because it, it, it's like the comedic thing, but it's like, you know, shit like that, it, you know, I don't know. They, st- certain stories in the way they told make things age a little, you know. But some, all, yo, all them singles was, you know, they all go. I used to say, hold the intro. It was a time of, of, of as far as intros, mm-hmm. it was the Dynasty intro and mm-hmm. all the intros that were my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Volume one, man. I've always loved volume one, but like now I just feel like volume one, a million and one questions to rhyme no more. I have to say it's one of the best intros ever. Yeah, I but see, you know, as far as the volumes, I love volume two. But I'm a volume, I'm a volume. I, I love volume one. We talk, we're having a conversation now, right? It's like a it's bro with Memphis, Memphis killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I always loved volume. I always loved Hova song, the intro, because one, it's the it's a Jimmy sample. Burning mm-hmm. the, shout out to Duro, I think who, who made that beat. Right. Um. I always loved it, like because you had the the Hova intro, you got pain in the ass at the end. That's the I think that's the last time we hear pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Um, pain in the ass. Right. And then you hear the whole like because it fades into Ho, the Hova song outro. And I ain't right. never heard Jay do an outro before. Yeah. So this, you know. So I always had, I always had a love for Volume Three's intro and outro. I always was like, yo, that's the best Jay intro. Yeah. But then I heard, you know, Dynasty. Dynasty intro is just like, that's bully ball to me. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, so, but when you hear Volume One, it just feels like a layup line. Mm-hmm. And then you go into rhyme no more, motherfuckers can't rhyme no more. Bob oh, rhyme no more. <laughs> man, look, man. I know we uh, we rarely get on our uh, we rarely get on our whole venture shit on the on the show. We we rarely do. We rarely do. Yeah. Because most of the time we have like, I feel like because we 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 both grew up in like J fans. And now, like, to see him now, we kind of, like, have, like, a skewed look. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I know niggas uh, 
really don't hear is getting to our J talk like that. But yeah, man, shout out the to J catalog talk is really interesting and it's funny. You know Skino, right? From from Say Prop. You know he got a podcast now. Oh, really? Deeper than rap. The only four episodes in. Last episode was Bink and Sonny Black from uh one of the first hip hop oh, groups in Bink? Philly. Huh? He got Bink on there. He had Bink and Sonny Black on the same show this week. Sonny Black from uh Nam Brigade, one of the first Philly rap groups, made up of North Philly and South Philly niggas. Like um, Bink know, actually signed them. Got them. Got really, them type of events. That's what I'm saying like you really like the last time I heard Bink was like a year ago on the Joe Budden pod where mm-hmm. Joe had called him because like him and Mike Dean was going stupid on each other on Twitter about Devil in a New Dress. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, either you have the guitars or not, that's still like an amazing song. <laughs> yeah, man, a lot of people thought the guitar. Did you think the guitars messed up? Messed it up. I don't know. I don't. It's. Cause I even love- when we listen to Cole, right? Remember Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Uh, so at the time, you know, just a lot of conversations I was having around college, like a lot of people liked. What was the name of the Cole version? It was like, I forget. Oh, fuck. It was named after something. One, it was named after some shit. But I remember raw people hearing Ross and like a lot of like people I was around the college, like, yo, this joint, this this a worse song now. I mean, even from like the 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 Fri- the, the uh, Good Fridays version, people with the you know on the album version, they was like, yeah, the, the Twisted Fantasy version is worse. Wow. I, like, listen, man. Ross's verse is like uh, remember back in the day I don't know, I'm gonna go back to Jay again mm-hmm. when you listen to Mama Loves Me mm-hmm. right and you're like yo why the song's like 15 minutes yeah <laughs> and then you get like 8 minutes of fucking like uh, like 5 minutes of fucking silence and then next thing you know the fucking the MJ fucking Girls Girl Girls remix come on you like yo what the fuck is this right exactly and I think that's a Kanye drum I think, I think that is- yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's what Ross's verse is to me. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. What? Like, what is this? And it's one of the, like, it's one of the most. We talk about introspective. We've been talking about introspectives. I feel like Ross is always an introspective rapper, but. That type of beat Ross just flexed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it just opened it's the door for that next stage of his career. It's Vilmatic. So. That's mm-hmm. what it's called on Friday Night Lights, Vilmatic. Vilmatic, right. Right, like Illmatic. I knew it was named after something. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and he only lists Bink as the... Oh, I think he... Okay, so he's over the, the he's over the Bink version. He's not over the, the mic... The Mike Dean thing. Okay, oh. yeah, for sure. Because he even mentioned that on the Oskino podcast. He was like, yeah, Devil in a New Dress with Ross, that, you know. And then Oskino started getting into the whole thing about, like, how he wasn't listening to Ross at first. Like, he really never listened to Ross because of the whole, you know. But then he talks about, like, the first time he really listened to Ross was Rather You Than Me. He did, he, t- he talked about Santorini, Greece. On some shit, I think if, that... If you're going to listen, if you're going to decide to listen to Ross, that's definitely an album to decide to listen to I think to that's Ross' best album. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there by now. I think it's Ross' best album. Rather you than me? Yeah. Better than Goth Against I Don't. That's my second. 
And I never forget that week because that came out the week after my birthday that year, that I'll summer. Speak, and I'll even speak up for Triller. That's a close two. It's like rather you for me, it's like rather you than me, uh, God forgives, Triller, Teflon Don. Mine's is God forgives, I don't rather you than me than Triller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, black market is that work. I, I don't mastermind is that work. Oh <laughs> you know my mean? god, I forgot about that. But, yeah, it's it's he bro, like, got like three, three, four classics. Three and a half, four. Shout out to Will. Me and Will had this like <laughs> we were smoking and watching the Knicks game. And we were just talking about Ross. I think he was telling me something like he was listening to some song. He was just like, yo, like I ain't never heard this nigga rhyme like this before. Oh, I don't remember. But we just started talking about Ross's catalog. And, like, I've always felt like Hood Billionaire was a miss. Yeah, it's only about, that's, it's like half of that drone is cool. Nah. What's wrong with Gotti? I didn't like Hood Billionaire at all. I, li- I, I, like, I like at least five, six tracks. You I like give, five. Give me Hood Billionaire after Mastermind. You don't give me that. I feel like it was a mixtape. <laughs> right? Like how some he people, tried to give you two in a year. How does some what um was it Rich Forever? How some people say Rich Forever should be an album. Yeah, they feel like it is. Yeah, flip flop it like that. I would I definitely agree. take Rich Forever over yeah over fucking Hood Billionaire. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like Black Market. I didn't like Black Market at first. It took me a minute. I didn't like Black Market at all. The only time like I forgot Black Market was on there. Me and Will had to. I was like, Black Market? I was like, when he dropped this? I was like, what song came from this? And Will was like, remember the song with Chris Brown? I was like, oh, shit, that came from that? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, for real. And, but, I mean, for Black Market, it's like certain bars I wait on. Like, just like, it's like certain shit, like, just certain shit I just, you know, like, so much disdain for the police. You know what I mean? The crackers take a swing from the old trees. Like, I just want to hear him say shit like that. And, you know, it's just, you know. But, yeah, it's 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 a couple... On Hood Billionaire that I just love, man. But it's not a whole, it's not a complete body of work. I absolutely agree. And I like three songs, so I guess it's a decent album for me. That means it's a decent album. But I was kind of in Port of Miami too. Only like kind of Gold Roses. What are they? Gold Roses, Big Time. And what's the other song on there? The song with Nip. Maybe the song yeah. with Nip. I yeah. like Vegas Residency. Oh yeah, that too. See, it's you know what? It's it's so that's so this is my thing, right? Deeper than rat is like an honorable mention here. Yeah, I feel that. like it's always like that rich off cocaine type track on like every like every Ross album or like or like the favorites ones that we just named. Oh, I forget if I don't. He got at least three or four rich Shout off. Shout out Storm, man. Huh? Shout out my nigga who sang on that joint. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. You know, you get the Justice League involved. You know, I, I love Scientology off Rather You Than Me. Scientology is is fucking crazy. Like Scientology is wild. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? What a um yeah, but like Vegas residency, Scientology, Rich Off Cocaine, like that type of you know, that that that's that's my favorite type of raw. So like I died that uh Justice League did a song with J Rock when he was with Strange Music. Yeah. Fucking the hood don't love it. Mm-hmm. Like just because, like I love that sample. Yeah, I had to get put on to that. I didn't even know about like, that. I got put on to that like, year I ago by a student. Sample. Yeah. 
So when you hear it like that sample like executed perfectly, I mean it's Justice League, so yeah. With J Rock, and I think a little known Kendrick is on there too. Yeah. Well, I think so he's on there. And yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of shit that's in a crate, man. Justice League, man. Fucking Justice League. They you know, they they like Miami Heat Makers, man. That's funny, Miami Heat Makers. Yo, <laughs> like they were like the next cool and like they were better than cool and dry. Cool, yeah, hold up, I'm gonna give you a production duo that you probably don't even remember. Remember the Runners? Oh my God! What the fuck happened to the Runners? I don't know, man. The music industry. Like, that, was, yo, that was the best. Listen, producer tags weren't a thing back in the day. But when you did hear a person's producer tag, you knew it was about to be some shit. Like when you hear Justice League, who was a, yeah. who's another one that you hear their tag? You like, um, you like, oh shit, something's about to happen. Well, anytime uh, Jimmy and Cam said Heat Makers, oh yeah, Heat Makers, had, you know, and you um, knew it was them because the sample was right before some shit. Just, the Just Blaze tag, mm -hmm. uh. And, and the runners, when you hear that breath, like, oh, shit. That was that radio, yeah. It was... On my mind? Yeah, oh, my God. With a cash at. Wayne, Currency, Remy, Lil Wayne, Young Spitter, like, the, you know, Cash Yo, Money Spitter and, and Remy. He took that song from them. Yeah, I, you know. He, yeah, he did. He did. But I love, man, I love Spitter, man. Spitter has been in every era of hip hop. Every, every it's single like one. Almost every, every label, super label. Super, the only reason why, I mean, I can't give him credit for The Rock because The Rock was already broken up. When he, when yeah. he died, even though he has a Rockefeller chain. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't count Blue Rock. That whole Blue Rock. That's like what, NWO 2000? Yeah, it feels like, like it. Like New Blood Rising or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> like, it feels just like that. Yeah, like that was when fucking Dave was going through like his blue period. Like when this nigga was just going through like some fucking some art type shit, some art. Yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> I think it was with Black Keys. Black Keys, yep. Black Black Keys, Jim Jones, Rayquan. Yo, Black Rock is a dope ass album though. I will. Oh yeah. Like the black, like black keys, and who like stay off the fucking flowers. With yeah. Ray oh my god, it was that was just such an experimental time. Jim, what Jim and most with the black keys, the, yeah, they were just trying to figure out what was next, especially at that time where, like, you know, yeah, throwback jerseys was getting kind of passe. Uh, it was yeah, it was the, the balling era, yeah, it was. <laughs> That's when Jim, I feel like when he started doing songs like uh, with the song with Most and Black Keys, definitely started taking himself seriously as a rapper. Yeah, for sure. And right now, and we know what we know. Say that shit. If you go say it, then say that shit. No, it's a few things to be said. But Jim, rap wise, this is the best rapper he's been. Yo, this Jimmy, is the best rapper he's ever been. Jimmy is fucking a lot of niggas up right now. Yeah. Capo and the and the fraud department. 
the man. deluxe and the, yeah, it's it's not cool oh, right now. I listened to your advice and listen to the deluxe version of Capo. Listen, Jimmy lost some shit right now. Yeah, Jimmy lost shit. That fraud department. And I, you know, <laughs> even spit a new shit right now. Hmm. Even spit a new um, currency new shit right now. Like yeah, he's just drawing. I mean, all that Harry Fraud shit, he didn't just draw drawing. And then you know the collectors. Yeah. Uh, who sounds the best over Harry Fraud right now, Spitter or Jimmy? For me. I'm always gonna go back to fucking like cigarette boats when I first heard him and Harry together. Cigarette boats. Yeah, that yeah that that'll do it. <laughs> like the, the Harry Fraud beat to me is French Montana. Yeah, that's the way French and French Harry Max. That that was yeah. yeah. Like best. That's Scotty and Mike right there. And you know who I miss dearly? I miss Stack too. I do miss that. I'm, I'm, and I don't want to do, you know, I'm not comparing anybody. I just loved Chinks so much, man. Chinks was like far rock away, like meat mixed with, not even, I don't even want to do that. I'm, I don't, it was just, just the, the, the time and how, you know, they related to him. You know what I mean? Like, listen, man, I was driving yesterday and I had my, my Apple music on random and, um, I'm a Coke boy came on. Mm-hmm. Not the regular version, but the re, like the bad boy remix version. Yeah, yo, Chinks. Oh, like yo, Chinks was there. Yeah, he was. He, he was right there when he dropped that. I was like, yo, he did. I was like, it's all oh, oh, like Coke boys is over. Yeah, but like, man, yeah. But right now, yo, Jim sounds so impressive. But it's Spitter right now, man. Spitter is on a run, and I'm glad Spitter is getting his flowers right now. That a lot of things is giving Spitter his flowers. Mm-hmm. Like Spitter has been cut like he's the definition of consistency. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's just like and he'll never be afraid to tell you when he fucked up on something. Like he told us on Power Talk Three. Like, yeah, that shit with Dan didn't quite work out how I thought it was gonna work out. <laughs> but wasn't no like it wasn't no beef shit. He's just like, yeah, that's I thought it was gonna work. Mm-hmm. You know that was a good, that was that was a good record too. My love that that Palo Talk three came out at that time. Oh, definitely. I didn't know if he was gonna get it or not, but you know him and Ski, you know they, they you know I, they showed me it was no issue. Yeah, you know what I mean, so like, I'm like okay for sure. Even but, though we don't get too much of currency and Ski no more, we don't no. hear or Boston music anymore. Yeah, like, we don't hear those guys no more. Yeah, but um, man. Huh. Spitter is just consistent. Like everything he's just doing right now, he's just been like he's that one right now. Like uh, a song I can't stop listening to, Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. You know, what more can you say about Spitter, man? What more can yeah, you? Say? Like, you know, I, I, I'm 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 loving every time him and Wiz get back together. You know, the I Rock ninety Z, and you know. Uh, I rock ninety Z was because certain certain whiz and currency songs I feel like y'all could have kept that one. Uh, what was the other song I, I felt like they could have oh, kept? It's shit from two thousand nine. <clears throat> the the album two thousand nine. I didn't like two thousand nine. They could have kept two thousand nine. What you call but, it? Though. 
I loved live in concert. The, the uh, Bobby Humphrey stuff, all them. Oh my god, yeah, live in concert was the shit. Revenge and cake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but then again, that was a different Wiz that we that was on. That was like Wiz, like Amber, like yeah, like Taylor Alder falling out of Taylor Alder dice. We got Taylor Alder dice and like. That was just a whole different kind of vibe we was getting from him, but yo, we didn't. Mean, I didn't mean to spend too much time on drinking. We just didn't spend that yeah, much. Just music, just, you know yeah. what I mean? Just catching up. But yo, Bobby Spurt is out. Mm-hmm. The real ones out. You know the. Every, you know what? I haven't seen people like this excited for a person getting out since Pepsi. Yeah, just or Gucci. You can say Gucci, but like it wasn't all of the kids like this though. Like the whole free Bobby thing became like became like a free Pepsi. Given like, the situation, like, like free Ayo, like yeah. I was wearing free Ayo shirts who did not know who Tony Ayo was. Niggas, don't, yo, free Ayo. First of all, I remember when I first was seeing that type of thing in hip hop. I think the first time I saw it, like the first time I really paid attention, was the free Chad, right? Speaking about NERD. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, like fuck is in, fuck is Chad, fuck is Chad in jail for? <laughs> you know what I mean? But Virginia man, Bank, you know, and all, we we could talk about it. But we know about that. We we know about that. I, but 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 it was Miles who was wearing the. Who was wearing the free Chad shirt on MTV? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like Chad from the Neptunes? And I'm like, so, so he's kind of like the guys from the clips too. They, I, you know, that thing in people is different or whatever the you know mindset. Um, but then it was uh, at the free Chad. I think it was who. Then 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 it was the free Yayo thing. Uh, Young Buck wearing that shirt, and I'm like, who, okay, who's that? Like, are they, you know what I mean? Like. Then I was hearing wild shit. Tony Yayo was from Philly and did crazy shit. It was like room, stunt, knew, nobody knew who he was. I remember the stunt one on one video. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Um and uh you see the free Yayo. Like it was to a point where like they, the first time I saw the video, they had like free Yayo like in something in the video. And then like afterwards you didn't see the free Yayo message anymore. Nah. Because I forgot like it. It, it, Viacom was awesome shit where like, they don't support yeah they made it yeah mm. <laughs> it was nasty it definitely was but um other than that like Bobby's back everybody's been like Quavo went to go get him yeah uh you know you see him chilling in the uh in the club with the mask on rejecting the drinks yeah He's getting all the marathon stuff, all the you know rock nation stuff. What do you like? Um, and somebody was making a point about this. Was it Billy No Joke who was talking about how niggas just using them or whatever because of the for the for the cloud or whatever? Um, what do you speak to that as far as like the whole craze with that? You know, was it was it a little too far? Was it deserved? I think anytime we have someone go, any of us, right? Um, who we may know, family members, uh, ath- I, I, I guess, right? Because this is taking precedent before athletes, uh, rappers, uh, m- musicians, right? Um, 
especially when there are black people and especially when it's a black man like that's that that's that's going to be a response cuz nobody really wants to see a person that's nobody wants to see really nobody go to jail but i think in in the world we live in and i think based on a lot of people's worldview um once you get a certain amount of notoriety or you know whatever the case may be nobody wants to you know see you go to jail um and i think something that also goes along with this is you know i'm kind you know i'm always paying attention to a lot of the uh you know, politics uh, that, that's taking place in a lot of our communities where we live, a lot of the project, uh, you know, housing authorities from around the country, the different things that are taking place uh, within them. Um, and based on, you know, certain songs that came out, certain singles, people really seem to respect and admire if you're talking about things on record that actually have taken place, because nobody can say that you're lying. I mean, there's another conversation when it comes to that. But I think when we talk about people who consume hip hop, a lot of the, a lot of our youth and a lot of you know, people who've been consuming hip hop for a while, they appreciate these things. And so when, especially when given like the details of the case, like you know, people not ratting and even amount of years, so this guy can get out a little bit earlier than you. Like people really respect that stuff, uh, even if they really don't know anybody that's been to jail or like. And then, then that's, they don't have to to respect that particular decision or whatever the case is. It, it, um, I just think it's it's a bit of over prioritization of certain people who go to jail versus others. Okay. Because um, I think it's a certain media coverage. Um. That 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 you know that that happens. Like you see, Karen Civil was right on the scene, right? And Karen Civil is uh, connected with many different of outlets, many different outlets that you know. A lot of people have platforms different, that we consume and such. A lot of people mm -hmm. have, they feel they feel kind of. Away about Karen, like yes. what I saw on Twitter, like yes. you either love her or you hate her. Yes, you know, and um, she she also got that gig now on the Joe Button Network. You know, she got her own little podcast now. And that's what I'm referring to. You know what I mean? So exactly. So it's like, it's 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 an interesting conversation. I mean, I I kind of was I kind of was at a place a few weeks ago, like man, like. You know, because, you know, it's, it's so much always going on with, um you know, political imprisonment and all of these things. But a lot of times what we see kind of prioritized is like, uh, you know, the, 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 the as Chairman Fred Jr. calls them, you know, the either politicized or unpoliticized street tribes. We often see um that stuff sometimes glorified. We see it prioritized. And with a person like him being from Chicago, like, you know, the whole thing, Dirk and this and that to the third. Let me ask you this. Okay. As you know, in the city, right, in your city, uh, it's a lot going on with uh, certain sets, right, certain calls, certain, you know, and just to really speak candidly here, we know that the Migos are from South Gwinnett, Georgia. Yeah. Um, excuse me, North Gwinnett. North, yeah. I said South, I'm bugging. Um, from North Gwinnett, right, and so... It's an iteration of different sets of uh, bloods. It's iterations of different sets of GDs. Um, I've often seen offset with with black flags um, and things of that nature, right? Um, and you know, we we ain't even got to get into like you know, Cardi stuff or whatever the case is. But we often see these synonymous images: certain rags, certain people being next to each other. Um, now we know that, you know, Bobby is, you know, we, we know where, we know where he's from, right? We, all, we, we, we know that he's from, uh, New York. GS9. We know that he's right. Smack dab and GS9. And, uh, 
you know, there seems to be a Alleg- lot of... Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. It seems to be a lot of tension with other people who are rappers from New York that say that they're GS9 and other rappers that say that they're uh, GD, right? Um, 22Gs and, you know, Blick- Blickies and all of these people. When I saw the Quavo and Bobby thing, I just thought it was really interesting um, because sometimes it just seems as, like, depending on what level you are in the industry uh, and depending on, like, what, what certain names are, um, there seems to be, like, more... Uh, of of a friendliness when we have individuals that are a bit more profitable in this rap thing. And then for the guys that are at Ebbetsfield projects, right? Or places like that, they go on at each other, right? In the name of but you but you see guys who have essentially made it, not saying that they don't, you know, because right. we saw that the Migos just had a case a couple years ago. We we we're seeing that sometimes on the industry level that had like had a couple cases. There was, yeah. there was a time where we didn't have offset. You know what I mean? So it's it's just interesting when you see certain individuals claim certain things and other individuals next to individuals who have claimed certain things and like they cool, but in the street it's going down between, you know, the guys that's 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 fighting for that uh for those spoils of war. Well because um, you see Quavo yeah. and Bobby Smurda was at Icebox spinning bread together you know what i mean so i'm just wondering like what do you think when guys see that what do you think you know i i that's just an interesting thing to me when you bring this up to me it makes me think of the um the line hold on let me find the line because you you saying something and um like i think about other situations as well Right, I think about Rock Nation, you know, Perez's and the whole nine, and it's like, man, like we we be seeing people next to each other in the ruling class that's supposed to be from this and that side, but then the guys that's fighting for that, you know, what I mean, for that bounty, they they at each other. So it's just, you know, I don't know. You know what you're saying? It reminds me of um the couple bars that uh the game said in the song Martian versus Goblins, right. Where he was like, so I smacked them bitches wearing Bishop Don Juan suit. Where was Snoop? I don't know. Probably doing what the Crips do. But when I'm, but when I'm with my uncle, fuck it. Then I'm a Crip too. And I will Crip Weezy, Crip Jones, and Crip you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just like, when you would talk about it, like, you know, people from Rival says, you know, fuck around with each other. You like, I just immediately thought about that song where he's just like, yeah. well, fuck too like huh? <laughs> and there's a lot of mixing like you know the boy Fabio well not not even him I don't even want to speak on anybody's you know we talk about people who have been incarcerated and the people who are supporting of that uh you know Bobby coming out or whatever but you know it's you know woos and choose or you know however you know and the way that that's going and it's you know certain people on that side that represent a different flag I mean you know it, it thing, things really start to look like Chicago you know as far as like the nation building. Right. right? When we think but, about Larry Hoover, Chief Malik. But we're not from 63rd. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what, bro? <laughs> On 52nd Street in Philadelphia. If you go around Philly, like West Philly, and like where some construction blocks is, they're like kids, whoever they are, they're like cementing shit in the cement. Like on 42nd Street around the corner from right now, it's like a rolling 60s thing that somebody put in the cement. On 52nd Street, some it's a, it say some shit about fuck 63rd. We actually got a 63rd in Philly. That's pretty, you know, whatever. But, you know, rest in peace, King Vine and the whole nine. I, I told you my OTF story from years ago. So, 
Yeah, man. It's 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 funny, man. It's interesting. I was yo. So my mom, I, I tell y'all on Twitter and everything. My mom is like she's like a host. So she hosts like certain clubs and everything. And so last mm-hmm. night he has this thing called a uh, a tacos and tequila night. Shout out to Town Bar and Grill. This is not a paid advertisement. They actually do got some good fucking tacos though. <laughs> but um, the spot looked lit, man. I'm, I was, I'm, I'll be jealous. Yo, so man, Atlanta um, is going, huh? I mean, uh, the city is going. I, I, I'll be jealous, man. When I be oh, seeing some of that shit. Yo, listen, man. McMaster was like, hey, y'all fucking the money up. <laughs> Mask yeah. off. <laughs> y'all fucking, yeah, that's what. He's like, yo, y'all fucking the money up. Mask off. So we good. We, outside is open. And niggas has been going crazy since, like, listen, I like the idea of leaving at 12, 1 o'clock, like 12 o'clock. I loved it. I like that idea. So, like, the, when since the ban has been lifted or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, so since the ban has been lifted or whatever, yo, when it gets, like, 12, 11, 12 o'clock, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, we should have been out a minute ago. That one or two o'clock, man, that's it's rough now. It's a stretch. <laughs> I don't know if I'm old or I'm just like, yo. <laughs> but closing time. But like, yo, so it's fun seeing my mom in these environments where, like, I, I said on Twitter that, like, I caught my mom singing Throat Baby, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so when her hosting these taco and tequila nights, she's listening to like this music. Yeah. Yo, so we listening. My mom knows some of the words to Crime Story. For real? Yes. Oh my gosh. So like, I'm in the club. My yeah, mom. keep telling me, keep telling me, keep telling me. So I'm like, I'm chilling with my mom and everything in the bar. And they're going through a whole routine, a whole routine of these gangster songs. They go from like some two chain songs, which my mama kind of knows. Like there's a song called um, "Are You Down to Pull a Homicide?" My mom knows the lyrics to that. Um, there's a couple other songs that uh, that were being played that my mom knew, and it was kind of surprising me. Like it was like really like shocking the hell out of me because like one I didn't know my like my mom was like into that type of shit or whatever so to speak so um seeing her in this element where she really doesn't listen to people like two chains or a little dirk or whatever and just seeing her like in that environment just chilling kind of makes me laugh a little bit it's kind of funny to me because like my mom, I don't know whether it's because she was like drunk last night or whatever, but like she bobbing her head and they playing back and blood. And you know the line, the line comes up. You know, Pooh Shicey, you my dog, but Pooh, you know I'm really shicey. So like the DJ, you know, he mutes it for yeah, the Right. So like my mom looks around with everybody else. She's like, oh, okay. Then he throws on King Vaughn. Fucking crime story. And I'm like, and my mom was just like, like going through the whole beginning lines of the song. Probably heard it so many times. And then, like, 
I'm about to take a shot or whatever. And she was talking to somebody. And she just goes, and she says it. She said it, and I almost choked on the on the shot. She said, "No, we're not from 63rd." I said, "What? Like what? Like what do you know? You're not from 63rd. <laughs> yo, Ain't man. nobody from 63rd, man. Yo, Ain't yo, that God. where we're going as, as a society? <laughs> yo, man. Shout out my mom, yo. Shout out mom, yo. Like she's, yo, my mom's been on it, yo. She's been on some crazy shit lately, man. I can't even tell, man." Like I don't even know, man. I, I, she hosting the night. She got this uh, this night called Bad Decisions Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Got a whole crew with jackets and everything, like they fucking sons of anarchy or some shit. Like, <laughs> speaking of which, I'm yeah. revisiting Sons of Anarchy. I'm on season two right now. It's funny. Yeah. I've been debating if I should start it. I never started Sons of Anarchy. Never seen it. I know you' about to go off because you. I don't know how you have the time to do all Bro. things. Bro, man, you. If I've been told. I know you gonna tell me off. If anybody would understand and love fucking some shit with like like literature and some motorcycle, it's like some illegal culture. It would be you. Like, oh, I'll be looking at Mayans the trailers. Like, man, this. Look, but I'm like, I know I gotta go back to the joint if I'm gonna watch this. I just, I just started Mayans, and Mayans is like. It's a different, I won't say different timeline. It's like a couple months after the series finale. Okay. Of, of whatever. But they don't really be focusing on the Suns on the Mayans. You'll see like the Suns in like one episode, like because they helped out on some shit and they just dip out. It's different. It's, it's small references and stuff like that. Not really. Okay. Not really. They gotcha. just, they focus it on their shit and the cartel. Gotcha. Mm hmm. Gotcha. Um, but yo, the sons, like yo, this is fucking uh, Macbeth. Mm. In 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 motorcycle in motorcycle jackets, my nigga. Mm. Macbeth might be like if I gotta say that, that might it's, you know. I'm, that's yeah, probably my favorite. No, literally, it's literally Macbeth, literally. Yeah. Like before, like when he first said, it, like yo, I wrote this model, like. Like, okay, cool. Like, he used it as the model. But, like, you start white, like, oh, yeah, this shit is definitely Macbeth. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's like nine seasons, right? Seven. Okay. Seven. All right. Seven. I mean, hey, man, I, you know. He, he, and he always had a plan. He always, like, I'm cutting it at seven. He always, like, there's always going to be seven seasons. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, like, man, wait till you, like, Jax tell it. Like, yo, Jax, shout out to Charlie Hunnam. I'm always hearing that name, Jax Teller. Is that the name of a character, or is that the name that's, of one of the... That's the name of the main character. Charlie okay. Hunt is Jax Teller. Mm-hmm. You know, basically everything seen through it. Like, you you see him. He's basically our Macbeth. Got you. Okay. Um, then, the way to meet Opie, shout out my nigga Ryan Hurst, which is like, yo... No doubt, I will put this on the, on the line right now. Ryan Hurst is an underrated fucking actor. This man has gone from Gary Bertier. Um, I seen him play like an autistic serial killer in some show, and then he plays fucking Opie in Sons of Anarchy. And now I see him on um The Walking Dead as part of The Whisperers. He's Beta. Yo, man. Ryan Hurst need all the checks, bro. What is the last one? I, what is, I seen him in something recently, though. 
I'm gonna I'm look up his joint later. Yeah, but Ryan Hurst, man, like yo, Opie. I might have to get with Sons in the summer. I'm telling you, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like, yeah, it's about that, man. Yeah, it's just about that. Like, fucking Katie Seagal, shout out to Peggy. Like, um, also Rob Perlman, man. Yeah. Like he's like. If there ever was a villain, then you kind of sim- and the thing about it is that you sympathize with the nigga at, at certain times. You like, I understand why you had to kill that nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I got shit, man. Yeah, I understand really how to do how you why you had to do that. Like then um I think your boy your, Jimmy Smith, he's in it. Yeah, yeah, that is my guy. Yeah, I knew that that Jimmy Smith would be your guy. Jimmy Smith, yeah, man. <laughs> so to get down. Yeah, that Jimmy Smith is my guy. Yeah, you know, he's one of the, like, he's in that Juan Carlos Esposito uh, category that you like. That's why I said Jimmy Smith. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I know how you feel about Juan Carlos. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm seeing he about to pop up in the second season of The Boys, which I'm about to start soon. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he is. Because the, the boy, yeah, I just finished the first season of that. He has one of the best quotes of the whole series. He's like, I can't. Re- I, he he says, I can't react. You know, all violently and shit. That's a white man's luxury. Mm-hmm. When you see that episode, that whole dialogue, you be mm-hmm. like, yo, this nigga's the man. You see, I'm just getting to the boys. So I'm, I'm always late to certain shit. But I feel you. I mm-hmm. feel you, man. So okay. So since you talk about you late to shit, so that means you you haven't seen coming to America yet. I have not seen coming to America as of yet. No, I'm I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to coming to. I don't even get it. Coming to America, because <laughs> you know, it was like coming to America two, coming to America part two, coming to America part. You know, what 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 is what is the number two in Zamundan? Like I, I we haven't been given a, a Zamundan. You know what I mean? Number one. We, we, we don't have an alphabet or numerical system in Zamunda yet. You know, we, so I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have watched it. Um, the homie hooked me up with an advanced screening. That's what's up. So uh, shout out to the homie Kells. Uh, yeah, you saw it early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it early. Yeah. So um, a lot of people are divided about it. A lot of people feel like, yo, this shit was whack. Like, if you, I'll say this. If you're looking for what you're going to get, what you got before, you're you're dumb. Like, one, this is John Landis. Like, John, this is John Landis back in the day. Like, and you start to hear, like, a lot of stories about when the when, about the first coming to America. Anyway, like, how uh, Arsenio then was talking about how the uh, Paramount was like, yo, y'all gotta have, there's no white people in your movie. You gotta have a white person in your movie. Or whatever. Nobody's gonna watch it. So that's why they were like, all right, we'll put Louis Anderson in and working at um, McDowell's. <laughs> so Arsenio, Arsenio and, and like Eddie, they like chilling. They're like, well, you know, we fuck, we fuck with, with him. We fuck with, we fuck with, what you call it? With Louis, yeah. yeah. We fuck with Louis. So like, you know, we'll put him in. Whatever. Come on. We got you. <laughs> they all, they all, they had always planned on doing 
the uh the trading places uh callback or whatever. Yeah. So they're just like, all right, whatever. But if y'all want another white person in there, we'll we'll throw Louie in there. Yeah. Um Eddie's Murphy's daughter played one of his real daughters in the movie. Yeah. Um, she did a great job. She's the middle child. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman who played uh his his old, eldest daughter did an excellent job. Uh, my man Jermaine Fowler. If y'all don't know him, um, mm-hmm. one of, one of my favorite scenes of in cinema, like probably my like my top ten scenes in cinema. Uh, you know what I'm about to say. Uh, sorry, I have to. Sorry, sorry to bother you. Oh my god! What they doing? The compliment, like what you got on? I'm wearing Burberry. What you wearing? <laughs> uh, uh, so deodorant. We just some good smelling brothers. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to buy drinks. No, you don't got to buy drinks. I'll buy drinks. Have I hope drink. you have a good day, brother. One, two, one. Oh, no, no, three. No, 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 brother. <laughs> Bro, that was... <laughs> Shout out to Boots Riley, man. And oh, even Boots, even Boots said, like, that whole scene was improv. They were just supposed to cut it at one part, but, like, they yeah. just so when you see like Danny Glover's mouth open, like what the fuck going on? Like that's a real reaction. That's like, real, yeah. Oh my god, movie magic, man. Jermaine Fowler, he did a great job. Leslie Jones is always like she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you got the boy Tracy Morgan in it. They were talking about how they originally planned on making Tracy Morgan the son, but they was like, "Yo, how old is Tracy Morgan?" Like, <laughs> ain't Tracy pushing fifty? Right, that's what they said. Like, <laughs> How do you believe this nigga? Oh man! <laughs> like yo, Tracy Morgan was playing Brumman, looking like a forty-year-old in '95. In right. I don't know how old Tracy Morgan was in '95, but like, fuck, man. And then they, there was like a brief conversation about Michael B. Jordan, and they was like, nah. Mm. I would. I, I wouldn't want to see Michael B. Jordan in this. I don't know why I wouldn't want to see him, but I like Jermaine Fowler in this. I thought it was, he was already the monger. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. Like, yeah, he's already from a from a country. He's already he's from Wakanda. Why how does nigga eagle? Oh, you just supposed to be the ruler of Wakanda and Zamunda, huh, nigga? You just like running both him, the MCU and the uh Zamunda universe. And the Eddie Murphy. Yo, low key, Eddie Murphy kinda has a universe. Yeah. Doesn't John Landis too? That's what I'm talking about because of the whole John Landis thing. Yeah. The whole John Landis ties. Yeah. All of the Murphy John Landis movies tie in together. Yeah. Like when Akeem takes the money from Simi and him right. and him and the, what you call it are walking on the pier and they give it he gives the money to the homeless guys. Yeah. From trading places. Right. Hilarious. I love it. But yeah, like uh, I I don't know, man. It was it was okay for what it was. Yeah. I'm not it was like the best movie ever. Yeah. But listen, I'm I'm just gonna say two 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 words, and that should just base that should let you know what you're gonna expect from when you watch this movie. King of Bears. <laughs> Gotta love it. And it's crazy because, you know, we love King of Bears. We love King of Bears. Gotta love it, man. But it's King of Bears. What is he working on? He's working on something else He's now. He's working bro. on everything. 
you, they talk about it on Black as fuck. Like how you just they're like you never you don't say no to nothing. You just do everything. You got a whole a billion things in fucking in production, right? Not even in production, just in, in talks and in the fucking what's the stage before production is there. Yeah, yeah, like he's supposed he's supposed to be writing the Richard Pryor joint. Right, right, right. He's he's still doing all the issues, all the issues yeah. shows. Uh, yo, Grownish season is really, really good this season. Yo, I haven't watched a lick of it. That's always been my like, yo. Yeah, that's like people, when people like talking about Chloe Bailey and like how fine she is. I was like, yo, y'all niggas need to catch up. Like, y'all niggas need to watch a Grownish. Yeah, cause she on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like my nigga Diggy been piping that thing. Like, <laughs> what y'all talking? That, yeah, I need to. uh Shout out to Diggy Simmons, yo. Like he's had a like, and yo, Diggy can really rap too. Diggy was barring it for a while. Yo, that no. Listen, a lot of niggas don't want to say it, but Diggy barred that boy Cole up. <laughs> First of all, Diggy Simmons was on a freshman list with Meek Mill, Kendrick Lamar, Mac Miller, Saha the Prince, Fred the Godson. Like he was in company. Like rest in peace, Fred the Godson. God bless the dead. But. Man, he was in some crazy ass company. What the fuck? That's what I- <laughs> that class too. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. You know what I mean? But like, shit. That yeah, that, that's one of my favorite lists. No, I'm gonna tell you. Um, listen, I was in this joint. He did this a couple years ago. Uh, you might like this project, man. Diggy. Yeah, this Diggy project. Was it the joint with the uh, the it was like a red and like, nah, okay, lighten up. This this, this EP called Lighten Up. He did it uh 2018. It's eight songs, cause he got his own label now on Empire. Cause everybody gets to, gets their own label on Empire. Yeah, you know, Empire be handing out labels. What we say? Did the Koch records? <laughs> they the new Koch. Exactly. We did right. Exactly. Exactly. Did the new Koch records? Because even Iggy on Empire, like, yeah, just from eighteen. Okay. Yeah, lighten up, like, yo, it Late is what 18. it is. All right, so that's cool. It is what it is. Jesus saves, and like, yo, he got some joints on here out of eight songs. Yeah, twenty five minutes, man. It's a, it's a good listen. You um, know what? I never thought about this. So we just start talking about the ball. I thought about Jaden Smith. Who's better? Bar wise, yeah, son, 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 son of the king of rock versus the son of the fresh prince. Who's who's nicer? Who's the nicer MC? Uh, second generation. Well, they well they say Jaden don't don't write. That he kind of just like young thugs it. Okay, that makes sense. They say the fuck with him. So, oh, whatever. They they said uh, I know he said like in the beginning he used to uh, write like the cool tape. Yeah. Like, he was writing then. But, like, now, like, with the whole Sire and Icon, like, he ain't right. He, yeah, he, he ain't writing. He just in there. I'm just an Icon living. Let me hear back. <laughs> you know, he's doing. I like Sire better than the other one, but I, I, see, I see what you're saying. But I don't think he's, like, even doing that. I just think, like, he's just having, like, one of those conscious streams of consciousness, whatever. The, mm. Just gay rant on, on what you call it. They just cut from that. Like, they'll yeah. just make from the whole freestyle or whatever. 
Um, I didn't like this new joint he came out with. Like he's on like some hippie rap. I don't, I don't know. It sounded like some uh some weird mashup of Kid Cudi and PM Dawn, and I ain't like it. Cudi and PM Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like you know, but execution wise, it may not be there. Want to listen to that shit, right? Say that again. Like if you hear like, yo, this album is like Cuddy meets PM Dawn, he'd be like, yeah, that shit might sound kind of fire. And it <laughs> makes you curious, yeah. It's like by you saying it, but execution wise and based on what it sounds like, I, you know. Yeah, it was like some cool tape, whatever. He did some cool tape shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Harris or whatever. Um, Sire is just a dope ass album, man. Mm-hmm. Just like, listen, man. I like Icon is it was is was a work, yo. That shit was that shit worked. Yeah. But the even the whole album just the whole album just worked, man. It just shout out to Jake. But as far as bars, Diggy. Oh yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I hear that. I'm giving Diggy because um, unexpected yeah. arrival. You know, I listened to that album like two weeks ago. Like you're my four little word, nigga. The fuck? You're my four little word, bro. Like that is an excellent fucking girl song. Um, the song he did with Jeremiah, "Do It Like You." He's got some bangers on there. He's got like at least six to seven songs that I like on there. That's another one who don't miss. Jeremiah. Yeah. You know, praise up to him. You know, he battled. He battled COVID. And everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I know he's still like kind of recovering, and still just trying to figure out what he's doing. Right. But um, yeah, man, Diggy, Diggy's that guy. But yeah, Chloe, she's definitely yo, she's fine. Yo, like I don't know why everybody. But coming to America too was cool, man. It's, it's all about what you expected. If you think you you about to get like what you saw, then you for the first movie you're gonna be disappointed. And that there are people who say this movie was trash who never even saw the first movie. And I'm just like, how dare you? Yeah, because you got to be able to get probably like what are they, you know, what they talking about within it. And... Yeah, I mean, there's a, listen, there's a lot of callbacks. There's yeah. A lot of callbacks. Honestly. You know. Randy Watson pop up and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Peaches. Yeah. My name is Peaches, and I'm the best all the DJs want to fill my yeah, They can do everything in the day. <laughs> <laughs> they can do everything. Yo, they can do Peaches, every joke. Even Peaches is in the movie. <laughs> gonna do every joke. They gonna they gonna soul glow probably. Nah, he turned it nah, down. Nah, yeah, they. Nah, he turned it down. Yo, Eric LaSalle's a fucking serious ass dude now, man. Listen, the nigga, he's the showrunner or director or whatever. All I know, every time I watch Chicago PD, that nigga's directing the episode. Who is? Eric LaSalle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Was Daryl from Soul Glow? Right, 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 right. He gets busy. Yeah, directed a, uh, he's directed a lot of great movies. Um, yeah. Uh, this this is a movie called Crazy as Hell with him and Michael Beach. It's yeah. like the 90s. It's a great movie. Great fucking movie. It, it really, like, about religion and shit, it really tests that theory. That's one of the movies that kind of, like, made me, like, think about, like, death and religion and shit. Him and, him and Michael Beach really go at it. God. It's really, I'm like, that. Michael Beach is my guy. Yo, man, Michael B. Yo, I've been watching us. I know you asked me, so, yo, how you watch all these fucking TV shows? Yo, I've been watching SWAT. <laughs> SWAT the show. Yeah. And he, play, he, play, 
plays like a hard gangster who in jail for life on this show. Wait, Beach or LaSalle? Beach. Okay. Got yo, okay. Beach is the, yo, Beach is, the, is that nigga. Yes. Because when he popped up in 100, I'm like, oh, shit. When he was a uh, Pike. Oh, also, Beach is a, he's a Suns. Right. Head of a motorcycle gang. Right, 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 right. Definitely heard. Because like, yeah, I seen him on IMDb. Yeah, the only black motorcycle gang on the show. Do they get a lot of they get a lot of screen time? I mean, it's Michael Beach, so you really you know he be he moving and shaking. So you you'll see him like pop. You'll see him a lot in the last in the last two seasons. Mm. You'll see him a lot in the last two seasons. Yeah, but four and five or whatever, he's kind of like sprinkled in. Got you. But uh oh, Glenn Plummer, he's in there. Mm-hmm. First three seasons. Um, Harold Perenow is like the big bad in like season four or five or whatever. Yeah, he's like the like I never seen a heel turn like that. That's another one of my guys too. Harold, you're like yo, yeah. you you might hate that nigga if you really. Watch. Yeah, I'm finally in love with him because you know he was just on claws. I'm telling you, you watch this, and, show, you, you know, every time I watch the Matrix, you don't like this dude is like sadistic, like yeah. Like sadistic, like. And I gotta go back and you know you know what I was gonna go back and watch Oz just for him. Yo, he killed a man's daughter just because he felt slighted. I can't imagine Harry Perrino killing nobody, bro. It did send the man to jail. That's wild. Yo, I'm yo, bro. I talk you, about a hill turn. I'm telling you, man. Harold and fucking Sons of Anarchy. You know what? You might not. My nigga Billy Brown. He's in that movie. I mean, he's in he's in Sons. But also, another reason why I like Sons a lot is that um, Kurt Sutter, the creator and producer and writer, he really believed in a lot of uh, people of color. Like uh, Theo Theo Rossi. That's where Theo Rossi gets um, his, uh, what you call it, his his start. Also, um, Paris Barclay directs like pretty much 85% of that show. Mm -hmm. Um, A black, and he's. you know, and in the LBGTQ community or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, direct, he directed a lot of those episodes and even became like a showrunner at, at one point. Yeah, man- direct that many. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. And also, he really spoke to a lot of, like, issues, like, as far as the trans community and people being, like, Curse really addresses a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um... Oh, Walton Goggins? Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, like, if you ever start the show, remember I told you Walton Goggins, and when you see Walton Goggins, you're like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, man, son, you got to start that shit. Because yeah. it's a phenomenon. It's like, it's, 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 it's a cult, you know what I mean? And my thing is, you know, Walton Goggins, he makes me upset every time I see, every time I see his face. I'm like, you know, I, I be watching random shit just to pop in and see what the fuck is going on. You know, the Danny McBride joint, Vice Principals. Yeah. He the other vice principal. Out of pocket. Which they filmed here in uh Charleston. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cause uh they passed by something. I was telling my dad about it in this show. Uh the particular school because one of his cousins went to the high school. Unpleasant, man. Yeah. Filming. Um, I think Wando, I wanna say. At Wando High School. I wanna say um, yo, man. So, uh, we had Come to America, and we also had 
All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Apparently, y'all, your boys almost got everybody sick, so they couldn't play. Contact treason. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was kind of disappointing, but you know. Uh, Get them guys some rest, especially Joe. He needed that. It was a it was a weird All Star Weekend, man. Yeah, different, very different. Like uh, certain ideas that I liked, certain ideas that I didn't like. Uh, I thought the open run, um, the open run with Jack Harlow and and Quavo against yeah. Two Chains and Little Baby was cool. Mm-hmm. Yo, did you see Quavo busting little baby ass? Yeah, man. <laughs> Quavo need to be, he need to go. He need to join the Drew League at this point, bro. If they join the Drew League for a summer, man. I, I was about to say um, they got this video of Jack Carlo trying to show little baby how to stretch. <laughs> Yo, bro, did you see when uh? Listen, little baby was not prepared at all. Chris Brown said he felt offended. He wanted to smoke. Listen, Quay can Quay be cooking, but listen, who the fuck is stopping Lil Dirt? Yeah, that nigga. Yeah, that nigga. Yeah. Even like, there's a lot of niggas who said Dirt could get a ten day contract. He's ready for a ten day contract. And you know what's crazy? John John Wall said he'd have him. <laughs> of course. That's his man. You know, John Wall got an OTF tag. So, like. Well, we all know that, that whole thing. <laughs> Big beans. Big beans. <laughs> oh, bro. Bro, bro, bro. What you going to do? Yeah, man. You know, that's but, uh, how. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. I was like, wow. I was like, yo. I, that's why I was, I was surprised. Like, yo, why are they staying? You know? Big B's was there. Like, you had Wall there. You had Cousins there. Big B's is right, like. <laughs> niggas, niggas, met, they, was met, they was upset. You know what I mean? Like. Y'all could have been triple B's. <laughs> they was upset, man. Speaking of B's, man, I just want to shout out Stack 5, Steven Jackson, for his uh his discipline. He, you know, just, just following his Instagram and seeing, like, his journey uh right. with Islam. It's, it's, it's good to see. Yeah, did he just did he just convert or he's always and just he 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 he's I think I think like his shahada just ended. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, not too long ago, like a few months ago, but it, it that is just good to see because you know, stack stack used to be stack stack. 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 stack used to be wild man. I remember seeing stack at a Sixers game. This I, man, and just seeing him like cut like seeing him cuss like it's like damn like this nigga really like. He was like a, he a gangster in the NBA. Like you could just you know it would. <laughs> Yo, he got he got. And he wasn't the only one, but it's, he, he just stood out. And that young just, was but like he's one of the ones that everybody respected. Yeah, St- like, Stack like she, because everybody from Philly like she not really no gangster, but she she from North, so and he big, so it's like he what he kind of was by default. Yeah, it was kind of like that thing when you hear she, the way she assert herself. It's like, damn, this nigga. Didn't but the it? thing about Stack, everybody said like Stack was so like he came to go, he came to gate just real as fuck. Like he was never drafted. Yeah, like he just got picked up on some ten day shit. Mm-hmm. Author, he got picked up by the Spurs. Like 
he was really on that type shit, like nigga from Port Arthur, like UGK type shit, like. <laughs> That's this like this is real, you know what I mean? Like you know, every locker room they said like, yo, this nigga just been like the realest nigga in the room, like just like, like even in Indiana, like these niggas was just there was like this <laughs> talked about like him and Jamal Tinsley and somebody else got into a fight at the strip club, mm-hmm. and then like. They ran into Marvin Harrison there or some shit, and I think Marvin like shot in the air. Like something happened where somebody shot in the air, and Jamal Tisley ended up getting hit by a car. Like so, a whole bunch of crazy shit. And that's another. That's another one. Marvin Harrison. He the quiet one from North. Ain't nobody. Yo, they don't even call him Marvin Harrison no more in Indiana. They just call that nigga. You heard Jay Rose, wide receiver eighty eight. Wide receiver eighty eight. He he is tonight. He Voldemort. You know what I mean? Number eighty eight. That's all they. Oh, number eighty eight. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. It's pretty good. Pretty good guy. <laughs> but it was uh, Obi was robbed. I know I'm. This is Nick's bias right now, but yo, man, Obi was robbed. I I I liked all. I liked, he didn't even kiss the rim. He didn't even he kiss didn't. the rim. He didn't. He didn't. They was hype. I I I, I like Youngin. I like the Fernie Simons because he got a good game. He got I. I just knew that I'm like, damn, they're gonna have him in this dunk contest. Like, he's kind of a good athlete. Let's see how high he's gonna jump. So I think that everybody would just it was the shock value. Nah, my nobody nigga, ever seen him dunk in game before. My nigga from Indiana. You don't do no like under the leg. He he went under the leg, he jumped on. He put the ball under the leg, he jumped off of. Yeah. Like, who the fuck does that? Like Vertical, that was 50 yeah. or 44. That was good innovation because they was acting like they had seen that before. Like, like no, I don't, I don't think y'all caught that. My nigga Obi does the the like the reverse tomahawk does the top the, the tomahawk over two dudes like yeah. We just see a dude just jumping over. My man does a tomahawk. Right, just like the just like his pop. Like man, I was happy to see my boy Julius Randall. In the All Star game, yeah, that was good to see. Quickly was I feel like he got snubbed. Hmm. Um, from the Rising Stars game. Yeah, he did. I agree. Quickly been cooking, man. Yeah, he did. If anybody else has been cooking, like I mean, Labello is running is running away right now with the Rookie of the Year, but yeah, for sure. If there's somebody in the conversation for second or third. It's a manual quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Anthony Edwards been like he just been dunking on everybody lately. That day is just man. And see, that's the thing. It's, it's all about the end game, man. Like, get that shit end game. But I feel like this is good. I feel like this is good for Charlotte, man. For Lamelo Ball to be cooking the way he's cooking right now, this is only going to be good for a small market team like Charlotte. It's gonna make people wanna go. Yeah, because this, you know, a lot of you know, I like Malik Monk. I don't know where the hell Malik Monk come from. He came from, but he's all of a sudden he's balling out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, M- M- Mello right now, he's the one. He defeated balling PJ Washington. Mm-hmm. Like, that niggas is going great. Gordon Haywood. Yeah, Gordon. Yeah, I, I just like the way they look on the court. I just That's it. scary Terry. Yeah, man, look. Scary Terry. I, 
him. I'm like, oh shit, for real? I didn't even get the news until I saw him on the court with them. Who? Scary Terry. Oh, you didn't know that? I did. This was this was like this was a minute ago, but like, I I I never got like the text message or notification. A Charlotte game was on, and I just seen him, and I'm like, really? <laughs> but but again, I had to go. I'm like, oh okay. I had to go back and do my homework. I'm like, yeah, yeah for a year already. Yeah. Yeah, yo, Charlotte this, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Yo, be building something down there, man. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on. It's getting scary. I'm cooking. They got something cooking, bro. They got something cooking. And the fact that, like, you know, Mike is the owner. Yeah. I'm happy for Mike. Mike Mike got he didn't get a he didn't he didn't get a Kwame Brown this time, man. He got nah. a <sighs> not at all. All right, man. So But let me ask you this before we get off of the topic. Are you a fan of everything happening on one night? No. Hmm. Did you like it? I thought it was different, and I thought that it's just the only time we're probably going to be seeing it. Also, Lift Every Voice and Sing by Clark Atlanta University. I never saw Lift Every Voice and Sing sung on national television. I mean, I knew what it was for, and I knew what was going on, but it was like, man, this is a... There's something. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I don't think I've seen Lift Every Voice. Listen, All-Star Saturday night, I feel like, is sacred. I went to All-Star Saturday night, I think, 2002 in Washington. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's go back, please. <laughs> please, let's go back. Like, I went, I went to that, I went to that one. Mm-hmm. And that was like, and I always hold that moment like. You went in 01 in D.C.? Yeah. When AI got MVP. Because yeah. we was up here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go to that one so bad. I wanted to go to D.C. so bad because my uncle was even trying to get me and my brother to come down there. But the, that next year, oh, my God, tenfold. It was even better. Yeah, so, like, I was there. We was there from, like, from the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. From on Saturday. Like, I remember I saw the Rising Star Challenge. Like, yeah. team, please, you know, Steven Jackson. yeah. You know, King and Martin. All oh, these like all these guys out here. You got the knuckleheads out there. Like that was the best time of the NBA, bro. I, that yo, was... Wally Zerbiak, yo, Wally Zerbiak and Mike Miller went off shooting threes in that in like in that game. Yeah. Was, like they was going crazy. Listen, Jason Terry, Richard Hamilton, Sean Marion, Steve Francis. Lamar Odom, Elton Brand, Andre Miller, Baron Davis, like, and then like the slam dunk contest. This is like I was there for this. Then mm-hmm. Sean Stevenson, Baron Davis, Strowmouth Swift, Jonathan Bender, Corey Maggette. Like That's I saw enough, I Ray Allen go off with a perfect with like with twenty in the first round. Yeah, I saw that. Hit and Pager, like. <laughs> Tim and Paige are going at- Yo, yeah. Like, the the first and last time I would see Allen Houston in a New York Knicks jersey. Right. Oh, my God. That man. <clears throat> yeah, so that was, that, was, that was a great time for me, man. That was a great time. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like all those moments that All-Star Saturday has brought, has brought, 
like from the Vince Carter from Vince Carter the coronation to the Jason Richardson coronation to like yeah you know that was out here you know Bird going crazy on All Star Saturday going perfect like mm-hmm. that's our Saturday man it's like church it's like church I mean like I, and this is the thing right and this was a non NBA event and that and that okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm. Of what you see on the floor at the same time is who you see like around. Mm-hmm. Like, all the all the players are chilling. Yeah. In the crowds with the celebrities and everything. Like it's it's crazy. Right? Think, um, 2002 was crazy because it was it was like Philadelphia, like hip hop, AI, the whole the roots, the whole thing was just out of pocket. Right. You know, we you know, all-star the all-star game, it was everyone. All-Star game, you saw everybody. You saw fucking Mariah Carey, fucking right. Elton John. You know, just the bigger mainstream, you know, this stuff. All-Star Saturday night, definitely seen all But the, for me, my my favorite moment of that whole weekend wasn't even an NBA event. It was Strawberry Mansion High School versus St. Vincent St. Mary at the Palestra in West Philly. University oh. of Penn, where University of Penn play at. Any, everybody who was anybody in the league was there. Everybody who was anybody who was like a college player in Philly at the time was there. Anybody who was like a, a, a local rapper or whatever, it was just like a certain feeling in that gym that night. That like you know, it, it it was it was just like the high school showcase of the weekend. You know, Iverson was in there, and that wasn't even an NBA event. This was a high school game. You know what I mean? From it was a you know, two top national schools, LeBron James versus Ray Rice. You know what I mean? Like. Excuse me, Maurice Rice, Reese Rice, right? And the whole thing, they, like it was, they used to have a song for this nigga. The whole <laughs> that shit. So like I'm saying, like you, you get me to talking about this time, man. Like I turn into a kid again. Yo, man. It, again, you right though. It's something about them nights leading up to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Let the let the show have its own day. Right. But Saturday night, that's where the, that's for the stars. That's where the, the stars align that night, man. Yeah, we were so obsessed with all of that shit back in the day, like just rappers. I mean, shit, you know. But just as a kid, man, it's like, dog. Yeah, man. This is glamorous, huh? See <laughs> what I mean? Like, funny you say something I'm about I'm coming from. I'm gonna use that to segue into our next topic. Please. So it's happened, man. It has happened, and it's, it's glorious. It's victorious. It's vanglorious. It's all types of. Or uh, the Almighty, You're the champ, man. It's on the back of my shirt right now in French. <laughs> Shout out the West Side Gun. The Almighty, like the, Almighty. the Hurt Business got all the gold right now. Yeah. Uh, how was that for you seeing that? Like, it, it happened like yeah, it, it it happened on Raw, but it's just like man, like it was just dope to see that shit, man. It need it needed to happen, regardless of anything going on outside of like wrestling right now. Like you, been, the company has been had talent, right? And so when creative things are happening, and it's and it's consistent, and you know as far as marketing goes, well, you know the WWE, you know is a marketing company, it's an entertainment company. Put the gold on them. Put it on them because they, I mean, for me, they they became hotter than Retribution. Um, 
everything that was happening as far as like the fr- I mean, even when we got Raw Underground, right? Like they was the crux of that. You know, like so for them kind of being this common denominator for me and most of the creative of Raw, fucking right. You know what I mean? You got MVP back here. I mean, Shelton, for one, is like... <sighs> that guy could probably work in three promotions at one time. Listen, man. You know, Shel- give it right, you know. Listen, man. Shelton Benjamin. Shout out to Orangeburg. Absolutely. Um, which is 30 minutes down from here. Mm. Uh, yo, man. He took... I just want to say... MVP, man, just taking a, a chance on all these people, like a Shel Benjamin, you know, he's already been proven he can do this. Yeah. So Cedric Alexander, we, we know that man's resume. We know about the, we know about Bobby Lashley, but to take these three guys, basically, like he said, from the back, from chilling and catering at one point, and like and got them in in the what six months? Yeah. To this higher, to this, this echelon right now, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing short of amazing, bro. Nothing and short. This, and this was my whole point on BGW forty, right? It's like if we are in a position, if we are in a position, or or someone is in a position where they're producing, because MVP he is producing, correct? He was at one time. Okay. That I, for me, it's like you just need that influence among the talent. And writing and you know, guerrilla execution in the back when they on live. That synergy, you know what I mean, from a guy like that, or you know, br- br- bringing, bringing those different entities together within the company, you know what I mean? Everybody knows, I think, exactly what MVP's mission was, you know what I mean, when he came. I, th- I think they look at this whole run he's had, the indie run, you know, these couple of documentaries he's had, it's like, yo, he's not really finished. And he's still got a lot to offer. And he's still got a lot to give to the younger guys, the, the, the young guys, you know what I mean? Um, and so yeah, it's it, it just, it just about allowing people to do their job. And the WWE has kind of been in the way of that for years for a lot of people. And I just think that this is a, it's, 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 it's a departure from that. And hopefully we just can see more of it. But it ultimately takes influence from someone that's doing more than taking bumps or someone that has a better wrestling mind because they've been in it for a certain number of years. You know what I mean? Like somebody like MVP, I respect him a lot because, you know, again, MVP, Bernard Hopkins, I even go again, bringing up chair Fred Hampton Jr. Like these are people that learned boxing and martial arts while incarcerated. You know what I mean? MVP learned wrestling while incarcerated and then took it serious when he got out. You know what I mean? And you know, the whole thing, you know, you know, finding Islam and the whole nine, like finding that purpose, finding that will to still be able to do what you love to do. You know, he got a kid now and all of that. And it's dope seeing his, him and his kid and their geese, you know what I mean, going to the dojo and all of this. So that's outside of the ring, right? But then you get a guy that, you know, can bring that same thing to this space, just, you know, being employed. It's like, just do it. Just, yeah. you know what I mean? So. I'm glad they believed in him. Yeah. They believed in him, man. Um, he's been nothing short of excellent, man. All these guys. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm just far, looking at some NBA highlights. Yeah. I'm sorry. Somebody just got. As far as what's next, or yeah. whatever, and um, I know they was talking about how they want a female. Naomi. 
I like it. I do. I like it a lot. But my thing is that she has a, someone. But are, but I don't even know if they're treating the, the hair business in, as if they're heels or whatever now, because I don't even know no more. They like tweeners or whatever. See, I, I, see, Naomi, it's good, but then you, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta change her. I feel like she needs to stay where she is as far as like just getting back the, you know, this new iteration of the glow stuff. Hmm. Yeah, her doing the glow stuff. With who who would you call up though? I mean, they just let go of my sis. What's her name? Who? That was an NXT. I, I, she didn't get too much FaceTime, but I think she would have been perfect. She kind of has the shorter hair. She was signed to NXT. But they released her around the release time. I, I'm, I'm, I gotta go back and look at it. like she was in all of them. She was in a lot of them like black, you know, girl magic pictures. Oh, you talking about the girl who's um, she's a she's a referee now. I be, no, not 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 her. That that goes with Leon Ruff. She would have been dope too, cause she, cause she, even when she was, you know, wasn't her and like swole in a group together. Yeah, at one point in time, yeah, but. Not, but it's I, I it's Savannah something. I'm not sure, but she had short blondish hair, and she was. Oh, okay. I I, I, I don't know her name, but I know you. I can see the face. Yeah, they didn't do enough with her for me, and then she got released. Yo, if I, they, I think if, I think AW probably is you know seeing what's up with that. At the, if at the they didn't put fucking me and Yim with fucking retribution. I thought me and Yim could have been kind of interested in the hurt business. Yeah, that could have worked. That definitely could have worked. And if they would have called up Swole, I mean, yeah, the, the marriage, of course, but still, that's Swole. Yeah. That definitely could have worked. I just think that if you want somebody in there, like, call, call somebody up and give them an opportunity to, you know, because you don't want Naomi to be spread too thin. And, I mean, not saying that she'd be running back and forth, but, like, I don't know, like, switch, like, I don't, I, I don't, it gotta be organic, you know what I mean? Like, you know what can fit with the hurt business? Oh, Swole? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, is Swole still a dub? Yeah, I think she, um, Crohn's. The Crohn's has been active. Okay, but actually, Swole would probably be perfect for the hurt business when you think about it. I mean, she just, in a, but yeah, she, I mean, yeah, I mean, Swole would probably be perfect. That, in the yeah, perfect world, yeah. I definitely, if me wasn't with Retribution, I definitely could have bought, bought that. Yeah. Not even that. Like, my whole thing was before, like, I could have, I was hoping that he would have got the street profits with the hurt business, but the street profits don't need a stable. They, they're just over by themselves. Yeah. But Back shit. To that thing about being spread thin, yeah. But shit, like, Bianca could have fit that. But, we see that the E got bigger, got bigger plans for Bianca right now, which I'm I'm loving to see right now. That listen, two black women headlining, Russell Melanin, baby, Russell, Russell Melanin, Mel <laughs> baby. Who was the first to come up with that? Uh, Nisha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Nisha came up with that. Russell Melanin. Yeah. I'm gonna get the shirt. They got the Kofi on top of the pirate, my nigga. Oh, for real? I got. I haven't seen that yet. I got to see Yo, it. Goofy on top of the pirate head. On, on the... So was niggas going to Tampa? Yeah, niggas is going. Niggas is going. Yeah, man. I, thought... I don't know who's going. Um, I know me and the home. I'm going to They were supposed to link up in North Carolina for okay. a show. And I think it's at the end of March. Okay. 
Yeah, so if you you come on, nigga, get on, get on a plane or a bus or something, nigga. Bro, I don't think I'm leaving. I, I might not be leaving Philly or the East Coast until like 2023, 2024. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I got. I still got to get vaccinated though. Oh, okay, I feel you. Yeah, I ain't get that thing yet, man. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't got it yet. I, I, how do you? You supposed to just go up there and ask for it? Do you ask for it? I mean, I mean, it depends. There's a couple community centers in West Philly that's giving my. It's 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 it's, it's several different processes. Is this legit, right now with the is this legit man? Hmm? Is this legit? What the vaccine? Is it legit? Yeah, it's legit. It's legit. It works. Yeah. So, so, I you know I know you know our people always want to be skeptical. Yeah, I don't want to sound anti-vax right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a crucial time. Okay. And, uh, you know, Western medicine has always been Western medicine. Right. Um, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we got... And I mean, granted, you know, I, I've i been hearing a little bit about, like, side effects, but, like, not too much. But that's why I'm, like, I'm I'm, I'm waiting it out a little bit. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's... I don't know. I think it's supposed to be different. I don't know. I You know, on this podcast, I definitely don't want to misspeak, but... I think it's supposed to be two different types of the vaccine, or maybe it's like two different types of people. Again, I got to get my facts straight, but uh, I'm not the best uh, science person or medical person. But um, yeah, it's it's legit. It's legit. Um, it's just that certain pro, like you know, I I would advise against like uh, getting vaccinated in like a large, and I mean that that's some that that's 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 a way in which some people have to go about that process, kind of, you know, probably being in a long line or being, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah I would just say, you know, definitely try to go for the easiest process possible. Yo. Yep. Yeah, I want to talk about this, uh, this Myers Leonard situation, man. Yeah. So if y'all don't know, um, Myers Leonard is a center for is a, a center for the Miami Heat, and uh, he was playing Call of Duty online, streaming or whatever on Twitch, and he called somebody a kike bitch. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's kind of funny because this is the same guy who's like, yo, I love everybody, man. You know, he stood up during the whole Black Lives Matter thing when everybody knelt, when everybody took a knee and everything. He, he's one of the only ones who stood up. Um, what else did he do? Uh, yeah. He has a brother who's in the you know the armed forces and everything. Um, he said he's not standing up. You know, he's just he's standing up for the troops because his brother's a part of the troops. That's why he stood up. Um, but yeah, but it's funny. He said he called somebody a kike bitch or whatever while they were playing and everything. And uh, it's funny because like you can like I don't know what happened. How fa- like how fast the internet works or whatever. Cause it seems like while he's playing, like afterwards, he gets a phone call. Yeah, and you just see like the expression, like he's like, "Yo, I gotta go to the phone, man. My wife needs me right now." Like, 
You can just like the moment where he like knew he fucked up or whatever. Yeah. But your owner is Jewish, Mickey Harrison. And yep. uh you say kite bitch. And uh they've excused him. He's been uh I guess they've given him time away from the team for mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Uh he he was already done for the year with a shoulder injury, so mm-hmm. But this was supposed to be like his contract year, like his like he has a team team option for ten million next year. That's probably gone. Mm-hmm. But there was also I think they was like working on a trade for him to go to Utah or some shit like that. I don't know. It was it was something that was going on. Yeah. But I think that was just jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, because niggas in Utah are, are racist. Or yeah. So um, they're like, uh, you know, it was what happened with Swift. You know, I thought it was the correct thing to do. He's just like, uh, he released a statement where he said he didn't even know what, where he said he didn't even know what the word meant. Yeah. And it's ignorance like that that's just alarming to me. Because um, I saw Julian Edelman's message or whatever to him where he kind of like, you know, because Julian Edelman is is Jewish. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yo, he basically said what I'm saying. They're like, yo, someone as ignorant as you not even know what the word means is like, very, like that's dangerous. Yeah. Because that's like, that's something my grandfather always said. The most, the dangerous man, the most dangerous man in the world is a man with no common sense, who just doesn't know. And it's just like, yo, like, how can you say something without even knowing and think that, like, so yeah, I'm gonna speak for myself here. Yeah, um, yeah. I grew up Catholic, right? Um, I definitely, you know, still uh, prioritize uh, Christian people and you know Catholic people in Catholic black spaces. Uh, you know, to try to see what those people's needs are, and we can you know work certain things out or whatever. But uh, is 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 is, is as being a Catholic, sometimes, you know, you're kind of close to, like, you know, Jewish stuff and, so you know, you know, uh, certain, I mean, there's certain Catholics that, like, like you know, they, they read the Torah uh, and, you know, just different things, you know, cause it's supposed to be, like, certain prophecies about Christ and this and that. It's, it's, it's all types of Catholics out here, but I'm on the first time I heard that word and being a, a black person and a black Catholic, right? I'm on the first time I heard that word was on a movie called American Gangster. Um, and when I heard it, it sounded so scathing and I didn't even know what the person was referring to. And the person on screen who it was being said to was uh, Russell Crowe. Um, now, when I first heard it, I thought it was, you know, this is me at 15, 14, 15. When I first heard that word, I thought it was just something that meant like, like, I don't know, like a certain type of white person. Or like, I don't know, like it, it sounded like. And and and, it, and it, I don't I don't know I was just using weird ass context clues. It kind of rhymed with Reich, you know what I mean? Like 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 the German. Not, I thought it was some German Nazi shit to say like a like to like a white person. I don't know, right? right. But I remember like on the same time, like both my mom and my partner was like, "Yo, like you you know what that mean, right?" And you know, at at this at this point in my life, you know, for a while, you know, studying anti-fascism and all of this, and you know, not not necessarily you know anti-fa, but just. You know, the things that our schools ain't necessarily tell us, you know what I mean, about certain things. 
Um, even accidentally using that word sometimes because I have used it, you know what I mean, on some real shit, to be completely honest, as a teenager, because um, it just sounded like it was some scathing shit to say to a white person. I think definitely as we get older, as, as, as men, um, and just as adults, you know what I mean, like being aware... I mean, and, and he said, I mean, granted, the, the, the fact, the, the quote that they gave with it, like, I, and I mean, based, I don't know who he said it to, but it seemed like he might have knew who, like, what it meant. You know? uh, he's like, don't, don't snipe me, bitch. Like, you dumb kike bitch. You like, you, you know, he's like, no, don't snipe me, you coward, you kike bitch. Mm -hmm. And it's funny when these things are said you know, online. It made me think about Randy Orton as well. Like, it's Call of Duty shit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just feel like they can say anything like anything. Like, like, like Randy or nigga, like what? Yeah. So it, 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 it's it's yeah it's it's just like, and oh, I yeah. think that when we streaming and when we NBA dudes or whatever, like we gotta be conscious of like you know like you you in the league, so like it might it might be some kids on here, or I. I, I mean, he was sponsored by like three gaming companies. He was with the the Phase Clan or whatever. That's one of the biggest clans in gaming phase or whatever, FAC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they suspended him. <laughs> yeah, they told him his banging wasn't right. <laughs> they dropped him from the... He, you just got to be conscious, man. He lost those uh, those sponsorships from those gaming companies and everything. like. Because we know that some of these cats, like, they be saying some of this shit on a regular. Because this is what they get into. But when your mic is on and shit, it's like, hey, because we know what world we live in by now. You know what I mean? It's, we know it's, we at. Huh? We know where we at. We know where we at, right? And so it's like, but if you're going to be on platforms and stuff, like, you might want to, you know. But some people, you know, when these types of things happen, they cheer for some of this stuff. Like, yeah, you know I mean, at least somebody said it, or at least, you know, just that little dumb ignorant shit that certain, certain people on the internet like to, like, you know. My thing about the word kike, I always thought, like, like, what kind of word is that? Like, when I heard the word ofay, <laughs> it's like one of those words that like, kind of make you giggle. Like it's so ridiculous. Like why would I even say that? Like, like, all of these Jones, like Ofe, Wap, Wap now means something else. Well, it's, it's spelled differently. Yeah, uh, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Uli or whatever. It's just like like what? It's, it's a lot, man. America is yeah. America like, really Europe like, Junior. Like yo, we really like said some really weird shit to each other back in the day. Like. Like, what the fuck is a fucking bully auto? Fucking bully. Like, I remember watching Delirious or whatever. Or was it Raw when he was talking about, like, when Italians first see Rocky? Mm hmm. <laughs> Yo, that's real shit. <laughs> you know where I live at, right? Yeah, I know you. <laughs> Nick, you go down like Fifth and Passion. Don't play. If you play the Rocky song, niggas come out their crib like it's dreams and nightmares. You hear me? <laughs> Fucking shout out Bill Conti. <laughs> you play that Bill Conti album, that 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 orchestra. What? That was they MMG. Do, do like, like do Philly fuck with Creed? Do they fuck with Creed? Like the black? I'm well. I know. Not like that. It's like Creed is like an extension of the Rocky shit for like black people, and I guess like black men. Or you know what yeah. I mean? In Philly, like you saw the motorcycles in the joint. You saw Tone Trump in the movie. Uh yeah, it's, it's it's like that thing, you know. They kind of got the, the little Premier League shit in there with you know my man Bellu playing the ball. That's a fan of Everton. He really is a fan of Everton too. Yo, um, 
I always thought about that shit. I was like, yo, how's Ricky Collin from Liverpool, but he's an Everton fan? I was like, what, what the fuck is that about? Like Everton right outside, right? I think so. He's like right up Merseyside, Merseyside County. Yeah. Merseyside County, I think, links Everton and, and, and Liverpool. Okay. But, um, yeah, he, yeah, Goodison Park, the whole nine, you know. But Creed, you know, Creed is like a, uh, it'd be cool if they could do some Creed comics. That might be dope. Maybe like a novel. I would help out if I could. Get some more shit in there. Some graphic novels or something. Yeah. yeah. Get some more themes in there. I'll be with that shit. I will be with that. About the, about the Battle Royale and, yeah, I, listen, I'll go hand. Shout out to, you know, shout out to him, man. Shout out to uh, Michael B. Jordan and shit. I'm going to see that movie with Lauren London, too. Is that the drink that, what you call it? Uh, that's, that's, that's the movie. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yo. I've always, I've, since this news has been announced and there's been more news announced, I've always wanted to talk to you about this because I think you had talked to us earlier in episodes about ownership. Mm-hmm. So, recently, Jay Z has uh he sold the gold bottles Ace of Spades to uh, Moet Hennessy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thought this was like a slap in the face to Nas because Nas is what the brand ambassador of Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so they're like, once again, Jay is shitting on Nas. And I still find it funny that Nas does not believe this. Nas thinks. He's, he's, he still thinks he's just oh it's a coincidence no no nigga he's coming at every he's coming at everybody so um and now most recently uh, Jay Z has uh he's got a new Twitter name and uh, he has sold title that was you know labeled for the people for the artist artist first um. Yeah, he sold it to Square to Jack, and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot. I don't know the the specific details, but I do know like to the to the artist who remembered the the whole commercial and everything where they sit around the table and shit. Mm-hmm. And this could be game changing. This is they got like like a cool like they got a couple mil off that. Yeah, each artist. Yeah, yeah. You know they got a couple. So it's just like uh, that happened, and then a couple days later, Tim and Swiss uh, they partner or sell verses to Triller, mm-hmm. the Triller app, where they've become uh, like the like what I believe like what Joe is doing with um, Patreon. Who's the new one? Uh, he's the chief content something of like something, some crazy title. It's like it almost Joe. sounds executive VP of AEW. Joe, got it. At Patreon, he's executive mm-hmm. VP. Yeah. <laughs> At Patreon, right, got, right, 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 right. Where I'm like, okay, where's AEW? <laughs> 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 and uh. You got that. So um, yeah, they have this crazy title what, of what they what they are to Triller or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, Triller is now the new place for uh. It's not gonna, you know, is I thought it was gonna sell to Apple at first, but they did. Um, but yeah, they're gonna be on Triller. Yeah. Now, 
just been like, yo, they kind of been on the up and up lately. They they went from that whole like where you see how uh, TikTok was. They went from that. Mm-hmm. The uh, that's how we saw Jake Ryan knock the fuck out of um Nate. Nate. Yeah. Um, I've heard like battles have been on Triller as well. Yeah. You know, I I I, I think they're transitioning to the whole caffeine thing right now. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I see Triller doing right now. They're transitioning mm-hmm. to the shit that Caffeine is doing. Yeah. And they try to compete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think what Caffeine is doing with URL is fucking genius. Yeah. I just wish that they would put battles, old battles, back on the YouTube page. That's the only thing I wish they'd do. Me too. Um, but that's another conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was going on with Triller, and I just... uh ownership man mm-hmm. you know of course you know everybody has an opinion about mm-hmm. this whole where they feel like yo jay you know is always talking about ownership and everything but he's always selling his companies for money mm-hmm. um you know everybody's big talk about jay you know is uh you know being a capitalist he's a capitalist we all know he's a capitalist absolutely um when he did the this is what it feels like, what it looks like song with Nip. Yeah. You know, a lot of people was like, yo, this is the greatest verse I've ever heard from Jay. Mm-hmm. But then you see, like, these conflicting videos of, uh, you know, of earlier words from people like Huey Newton and Chairman Fred Hampton, who, you know, denounce, you know, us looking to celebrities for this, you know, for this type of whatever, and even said, like, a person who's Kind of like the person Jay Z is, he said he would you know choke him. <laughs> he would do a lot of things to him. He said I heard in that clip that you had shared or whatever, and um, everyone was talking about like, oh, he has to be the one who said that he was born on the night you know Fred Hampton died and all that stuff. And like he tried to, he said it on an earlier song, and now he he tried to flip it and say assassinated or whatever. Um, it just adds to the. Jay Z's become John Cena. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. <laughs> Jay Z's become John Cena. We we loved John Cena for who he was at one time, but then he just kept winning, <laughs> and he kept winning, and he kept winning, and he kept winning, and then very man. And, and then he started acting like John Cena, you know, just very corporate, very, you know, all it was missing was the, the, you know, the suit from his warehouse that John Cena used to buy, the big, the over, the <laughs> terrible suits. Uh, 60. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Steve Harvey suits, the Mike yeah. from collection that this nigga was wearing, you know. Yeah. And now, you know, it's just, I don't know what's going on. with, But, yeah, that is my, my thing for Jay right now. Jay has become John Cena. And everything he is polarizing now. Because we see what, we, we see what he's done to, to Rockefeller. Right. You know, uh-huh. Rock and everything. Right. So, 
you hear about all these business deals that he's done, like as far as Rockaway, like I've always been interested to try to really get to the bottom of our feelings about Jay. While things become like Jay was at once, well, I won't even say at once. He still is the greatest of all time. He's our GOAT. You know, he's the standard bearer right now. He is the man. He is that guy. He calls himself Hove and damn it, he, he is Hove, I guess. But somewhere in between, I don't know what happened. We just lost sight of, we just, I won't say lost sight, but did we lose Jay-Z or did Jay-Z lose us or some of us? Do we ever have? Oh. Did we ever looking out? What was his intentions? With the whole thing, right? Because So even starting from a place of, uh, and this is why I want you to watch the Oskino podcast. Also, if you if you can and if you dare, it's pretty good. Not probably at the Breakfast Club, but go back and watch the Drink Champs, old Skeeno and Petey Craig, from like two springs ago. Okay. Um, probably my favorite episode of Drink Champs ever. Um, just because it's oh, it's so much Philadelphia, and you talk, they talk about Forty Eighth Street and this and that. Oh, you don't you don't get this stuff on the mainstream stuff. But anyway, uh, oh talks about how you know he. It, so that's the thing. It's a lot of whole critique out, period, right? We got Choke No Joke back out here all crazy. Uh, certain guys from back in the day, guys like Five Mikes is coming out to defend that. And it's it's a lot of whole stuff going on. The Haven is giving interviews, right? The Haven is, is in the public. Um, uh, it's just a lot going on, too. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of... It's, we're, we're in a period, regardless of what subject we're talking about, and I'm about to hop right back on whole. We're in a period of ideological warfare. Um, and, you know, thoughts, actions, who does what, who, you know, I think that Jay Z always had a plan to build up his career into, you know, we've seen, you know, president at Dev Jam, mogulism, right? The mogulism of, 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 of Sean Carter. He told us he's not a businessman, he's a business man. And so, you know what I mean? It's these things were already. Uh, you know, it's just a lot. We hear about certain things with music, taking guys off songs, uh, not really favoring guys who was signed at a certain time. Differences with Dame, as we were just kind of like referring to, or we was talking about the whole Dame Black Rock thing. You know, Rockefeller breaks up, and all of this. And okay, so now we now you know, all of this stuff, right? Rock aware throughout the years, Armand, Brignac, all of these, you know, these businesses title um you know it's it's it's, it's funny because when the title thing happened i think people got more hype than because i we, we 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 saw we saw what was going on it's like you know the made in america festival was the biggest it's it's it's, it's ever been um we're hearing more about like the music industry kind of getting towards the streaming stuff right we're hearing, you know we got apple music at the time spotify was working its way up um and so it, it was that thing, like, you know, this is for us. And I, I think a lot of times, like, those things are, they're, they're just, they're, 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 they're selling points. Because at the end of the day, like, somebody like Jay-Z, like, has an audience. Mm-hmm. And when we think about something like ownership, it's a very funny thing the way those of us who, because Jay-Z is a practicing capitalist. Right. So a lot of us say this type of thing where it's like, yeah, everybody's a capitalist because, like, we live under capitalism. Not true. 
people are components of capitalism. Some people aid capitalism. People are employer. People are employees of capitalism. It's different categories that different people fit into based upon what their thing is. You could be a fucking aircraft engineer, right? That, that that's 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 like a skill, right? But it's like you're not necessarily like this staunch capitalist that you're 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 aiding it because the company you work for, whether that be a United Airlines, JetBlue, Southwest, is publicly traded. I got to double check on Southwest if they're publicly traded, but I believe they are in that aspect. You, you, you're aiding it. You're not necessarily a person that's really making it like, like you're not, you're so like capitalists pay people. The, these people are the people that own the jobs. You know what I mean? We, we are like workers, components, and, and sometimes aiders are the betters of capitalism. The way capitalists look at ownership is really interesting because when we think about the Nets, right? Uh, the Russian guy, you know what I mean? Sort of like, you know, and it's, and it's mad Russian people who own sports teams. It's a Russian guy who owns Chelsea Football Club. But when we look at Jay-Z inside of the New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets thing, he was a minority owner. You know what I mean? Yet and still an owner, but he doesn't own as big as a percentage as the majority owner, right? And we can see different examples of this in sports and business. Um, he sells his He sells his part of... The Brooklyn Nets, right? Now, I don't know what involvement he still had. I believe his, his only involvement was something around the Barclays Center. He had some type of landlordship when it comes to the Barclays Center. So back to professional wrestling and professional boxing. Vince McMahon Sr. had some minority ownership, I believe, in Madison Square Garden. So the point in which he had it for such a long time, he ended up passing it on to his son. That's why we had many... Madison Square Garden, you know, certain matches and certain things throughout the years because the McMahons were literally like one of the landlords of Madison Square Garden. You get to say, pick and choose, be in conversation with the local governments about who's going to perform here, rather that be Billy Joel, whoever the fuck. They were just dealing with the sports side of things, you know what I mean? Making sure your events are outside of dates that the Knicks are playing, Rangers, and those Billy Joel, whatever, whatever type concerts, right? Right. Ty Title, you know, seemed like it was owned by many different artists. It, 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 the, the, the presentation was really uh, sophisticated. You had Daft Punk up there with their shiny-ass helmets. You had Madonna. You had Nicki. You had Cole. You had, yeah, you had different iterations of artists. So it was like, okay, like, do the artists, are they all, like, shareholders? Or, like, what's going on here? But we obviously see that it was a lot of people that were white people behind the scenes actually working for Title, this type of communications person, this type of tech person. Title being sold to Square, I think, signifies the upcoming marriage between the music industry and the tech company. And, well, well, the music industry and the tech industry, as we know it, period, right? I just said tech company, excuse me. And what it does is, I think, you know, so this $300 million that he makes off of Square is pretty much, he basically, but how much did he buy a title for? A few million? Because at the time, I think he bought it really cheap. So the, whatever it is, whatever whatever the math is, the flip is crazy. And this is what capitals do. They flip millions of dollars into more millions of dollars. So what he will be doing, though, I think he will be one of the largest shareholders of Title since, you know, that receipt came out to be so much. He'll still get to be on, like, the, you know, the, the board, so to speak. And a lot of those people on the board, they're basically, like... They're basically like semi-owners as well, right? Um, so depending on what type of capitalist you are, 
or you know, because it's, it's specific types of uh, you know, the, you know, venture capitalists and you know, all of this conservative uh, fiscal wallers. Depending on what you are and how you view ownership and, and, and what your plans are, and based on what market trends you see or whatever you see in the market, you're going to make those types of decisions. It's, 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 it's a system that's all based on risk reward. It's a system that's all based on, you know, the winners taking all. And when we're hearing these things in the early iterations of the products being sold, like this is for us, this is, I mean, it's only being said that because like, I guess like a black person's name is attached to it. Um, and I think, I don't know what in the algorithm, you know, suggested that, uh, you know, you know, I, like, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how easy it is. I know a lot of like Philly artists definitely had their stuff on title. You know what I mean? Um, so the process to getting your stuff on there may have been a bit easier for certain artists or whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, like a lot of these capitalists, like they just want us to wait and see what they do. So we could just, so they could just sit back and say, well, like, like, ain't y'all glad I did that. Right. Um, and so this thing back to the music and tech industries kind of linking up. And I think like, like, so you know how like we scroll on Twitter? And I mean, of course, there's like people posting links and doing all of these things. But soon enough, it's like Twitter and these spaces are going to be like, because Jack Dorsey owns Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, the same guy that owns Cash App. Mm -hmm. We're essentially going to be like, so like, like tweets are going to turn into like songs. Like in like video. And I, th that's happening, right? It's, it's not like, you know, but the way in which we get it or, or the way in which it's going to be served to us is going to be like kind of different. So a lot of people have like these link trees. A lot of artists have link trees. Like this is my Spotify. This is my, this is my, that. even other people, other types of creators. This is my Patreon. This is my OnlyFans. This is my, you know, and the, you know, the, 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 they're seeing this. They're seeing how people are doing their content, their music, their videos. They're seeing how people are exchanging money on the daily for content, for whatever. Right. Um, and so they, they, they just working on something, man. And Hove see him, himself as a certain type of owner that had, you know, that could basically, you know, birth something out of his brain and leave it to somebody else. That's what a lot of these capitalists do. And they kind of like take pride in the fact that like somebody else is like running their shit. Um, it, it, it's a lot that's there. So when we talk about ownership, I want us to kind of be a bit careful because it's, it's more, it's, 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 it's not just one version of ownership, if that makes sense. Because when we think about the WWE, like, we think of Vince McMahon. We think of the McMahon family, right, That who owns the WWE. But at the end of the day, the WWE has a large amount of stakeholders who they have to answer to because these people also collectively own a certain percentage of this company. The individuals own their individual percentages. But when you put these individuals together that own, uh, you know, that own little pieces of the company, they come together to kind of make, like, a separate majority, Right. And so essentially now Jay-Z is a part of that within a uh, title. He's part of a, 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 a group, a collective people that individually own small percentages. But when you add those people up, sit them all together, run room at a, at a, at a, at a stakeholders meeting or have them all on Zoom, y'all are also collective owners of the business as well. And it kind of is a thing in capitals. It's kind of like a cap up. It's like, well, like, do you own the business? Like, do the people still kind of like owning shit or are we kind of just being played? Sort of like what we saw with the GameStop thing, right? People's calling it Game Stonks and all of that funny shit, but it's kind of like the GameStop Greenleaf Citadel thing. I mean, not Greenleaf, I'm sorry. Robinhood app. I'm, the Greenleaf is a freaking television show. But Robinhood is an app that they was trading the, the stocks on that Citadel owned. You know what I mean? Like Citadel owned that. So 
and capitalism is like it's always like these crazy financial Venn diagrams because they always want the money. They always want the money to go back to the same place, right? Instead of actually being distributed, uh, you know, equitably for just different types of you know ex expropriated labor from you know the real techie workers because they they get they get screwed too down to the people who probably you know take out the trash at Rock Nation in that title, you know, so. It's a very intricate, complicated, sophisticated system in which when we discussing it, it's like it's more than one type of like ownership. It's more than one way that a capitalist can feel like they own a company because as long as long as it's them owning it. Right. Like, so at the end of the day, back to your question, like, what, what was it really for the people? But that's capitalism for you. They sell you a product. Something happens in the market, that product becomes slightly different. Somebody else kind of is in control of it because the person whose brainchild that this particular product was doesn't maybe favor the product in the same way. Doesn't maybe see the people who they wanted to see favorite favored in a way. A lot of us have Spotify. A lot of us have Apple. You know what I mean? And capitalists make those decisions based off of those trends and based on what they see in the numbers. So it's a lot, man. And I'm no financial advisor. I'm I'm none of that. You know what I mean? I'm just somebody who just be watching and just trying to, you know, and just, you know. But essentially like like in the in the in the in the layman's way like that's what's going on like these guys are just changing their mind on a rolling basis depending on what the money and numbers is looking like so mm. yeah it's deep man. It's, it's crazy it's financial shit is crazy i mean uh wayno put some tweet out or whatever that uh elliot wilson put on his instagram talking about what did he say said something about Something crazy. Um, trying to find it. <laughs> ah, he said, Y'all idiots think the only way to own something is owning a hundred percent of it. And see, I didn't even see that. You know what I mean? But when you're talking about the free market. That's a, that, that's the case here. Um, yeah, man. Every you know every business is not the same. Every every structure is not the same, and that's the thing. And that's the thing that people appreciate about capitalism. Why not even recognizing it as consumers? A lot of people appreciate that it, it's so much variety within the market. It's so much to be consumed. It's so much you know. But at the end of the day, it's like each of these things are presented to you in a certain type of way. That's why we part from our money to get it. And sometimes the money might be going to a different product, a different service, but it's probably going back to the same industry. You know what I mean? The same person, the same company. So when we talk about LVMH and wholesales bring that to them, we know that, you know, you know, LVMH, they, you know, that's Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, right? So everything that Louis Vuitton touches, everything that Moet Hennessy touches is coming from that house. And I mean, I think about Virgil, right? Who's currently designing menswear at, you know, at Louis. And that was supposed to be like the tippiest, the, the toppiest you could do. You know what I mean? But so the ball definitely competing with a lot of people right now. Um, and that, and that, you know, that it's, it's, it's the hobby, man. I get that. I just feel that, um, What is I don't know. 
I just I don't really understand everything that is I won't say everything that's going on, but I just feel like um it always feels like a win when you see a black man, you know, succeed like especially the way, you know, Jay does it. You know, it feels like a win. Um I'm never gonna I, I don't know, man. I just think that uh for the, like I think what you're saying, like for the people or for the artists, or whatever, it's just kind of misleading, you know. Could be. And I was look, I was looking at this a little bit of what Joe about what they were talking about on 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 Joe, and you know it's 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 like this man Jay, Jay, winning right. It's like I would have loved to see Rockefeller Records win. Even though Rockefeller Records wouldn't have been like this robust thing where you're giving back, I, I, it could have became that, right? But essentially, like what I saw when I was a young boy, and a lot of people from this city and artists who were depending on a certain amount of success from a certain amount of people, um, I, I, I don't know. I just wish that, you know certain things like wouldn't have taken place, right? Because a lot of people got screwed out of music. A lot of people got screwed out of money with the Rockefeller thing. And those guys didn't win, right? It's it's a guy right now named uh, Emilio Sparks, you know what I mean, who walking around West Philly trying to find a way to take care of his kids. And that man had his kids, you know what I mean? You know, he's an adult, but it's like that man had a career. You know what I mean? Jay-Z was his boss. What happened there? Beanie Siegel. Jay-Z was his boss. What happened there? Oskino Vasquez, Jay-Z is his boss. What happens there? PD Crack, Jay-Z is his boss. What happens there, right? Right. So it's great that, you know, that's the thing. When it comes to these people with, 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 with like, money, like, Hove playing, Hove is not playing with his personal, like, asset. And so, like, the, the idea of Hove winning, like, took place, like, in, like, 2003, probably. Now it's at a point where it's, like, like motherfuckers is at, motherfuckers motherfuckers employ thousands of people. Like Rock Nation employs like a, a, a nice amount of people. Them other they you know Rock Nation Sports and all of this. These like it's, it's not saying that this shit is Trump Tower. They're like he's beyond winning now. You know what I mean? This guy's yeah. He, he's an owner. You know what I mean? You you a mogul. And so now a lot of and you know we've had the Bob Johnsons. We've had. Certain people in our own neighborhoods and different cities throughout America, you know what I mean? That you know, the 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 big man with the bread. Yeah, you know I mean, we love that shit. We love, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like how many more people are affected probably by like one person receiving such a mass amount of money in this industry? And like, you know, it's a it's a lot of artists that's, you know, that start and, and, and it's 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 just like a again, it's just like that thing, like who's auditioning, who's next, who's this, who's that to be able to be a successful artist, you know, and yeah, and, 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 you know, this is not, you know, this is probably going somewhere else, but yeah, it's, it's just a lot when it comes, it's, 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 it's hard to kind of like, for me to sometimes sit back and be like, you know, I used to, I, I used to be that way. Like that, you know, that, that, that's the thing. Like, that's what's up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and we think that it's probably going to turn into opportunities for us in the future. Um, but you know, will they? You know, so it's it's yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um. So I'm transitioning. I'm trying to figure out how to transition from Hove. Um. So Tory Lanez came out with another CD. Mm -hmm. He's 
nobody's talking about it, and nope. you feel like being discriminated against. Discriminated. Yeah. Does Tory Lanez know what discrimination is? I don't think so. Probably don't. Probably don't. Um, a lot it's, of people in these industries have issues, man. They're on drugs. He probably feel like he. I think the word may be blackballed. Maybe. Uh, has he been though? Because I mean, he he can release the album or whatever, but they don't uh, unless you you have to search for it. I have to search for Tory Lanez's album. Gotcha. Yeah, they probably shadow banning. I mean, but they're not putting like them on shot. You know, he said they're not putting me on playlists. They're not putting me on the you know the now you know the new albums list. Not like. What do you expect though? Like is he like is he alright like? Cause apparently, like he he shot somebody, right? Then he shoot a woman. That's what the charges say. So like I don't know, I, I niggas want to come up with like these grand conspiracies, you know? Like I don't, I say, man. It feels like he's not. He hasn't been given a fair shake until he has his day in court. So don't put out no music until you go to court, Slime. That's easy. Focus, like, but I guess niggas, niggas, I don't know. I don't, you know, niggas probably gotta get that workout for whoever they signed to. Or is he signed to anybody? No, he got out of his Interscope deal. Gotcha. Or, you know, probably just want to put out music. And I, yeah, it's just like, and then, you know, he out here like hooping with like one third of a hairline. And, you know, the, the, Two-thirds two of the top of your head is Patches. Joey Fats was the one that put that up, so I'm glad he did. Shout out to Joey Fats from the Naughty, Naughty Nasty Crips out there in Long Beach along with Vince Staples. And some oh. But yeah, I, I'm, I, that, I don't know what's wrong with the ball. I just don't know what's wrong. I, I, I don't know what he wants. Like, you allegedly shot somebody. You know what I mean? You let just out a woman who's also like a a a, a, a artist. You know what I mean? Y'all do the same thing. Very confusing behavior, man. I guess he's just saying until y'all like until I'm y'all, until they say I'm guilty, y'all still should rock with me. <laughs> until they say, yo, this shit crazy, man. This is like until all the evidence is out there that I shot her. Y'all should give me the benefit of the doubt. Cause like niggas is like, yeah, it's some old, it's some industry shit going on. I don't know, man. It's always industry shit going what on. What's gonna happen? You going through the Chris Brown shit right now, where nobody's gonna know what you're doing. Yeah, this is definitely his own version. It's, I, it, yeah, but it's like. I know Chris probably get him like, cause Chris is on the album. I know Chris probably get him like. Yeah, my nigga. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I just don't, you know. What, what, what confused me was. What do you think Chris Brown advice would? What kind of advice Chris Brown, Chris Brown could give Tory? Well, I have, I have no idea. Like, I, like, I, I, I'll say this. He like, yo, they, yo, I beat a girl. You shot a girl. <laughs> I'll say this, man. It's, it's. Tory Lanez is Canada. The one with Larry King. Huh? She went on Larry King, yo. 
Rest in peace. Like, it's, 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 it's just so much that go against him to the point where it's like... I just, I, I just would have stopped. I just would have just shut the fuck up and just would have been... And it's almost like he wanted people to forget. So what I was about to say was like... Remember when all that was going on on like... It was like, a, you know, when Clubhouse was first popping up... They just got this nigga chilling in clubhouse rooms, just talking and shit. I'm like, yo, y'all know this nigga ain't here. Like, why y'all talking to him? Yeah, like, Tiger, Tiger got <laughs> put him in just, there. He talking free. Like, yeah, yeah, he right. He, I'm like, y'all know that's Tory Lanez. That just what the fuck is wrong with these niggas, man? But I, I don't know, bro. That I don't know. He was having like I remember this. Like he was having like weekly fucking town halls with his like yeah, he was doing with, it. with his people, like with his like. Yeah, like, I don't know if they were managers or brand managers or whatever, like, moderating and shit, like, kicking people out if they was about the shooting or whatever, or whoever he considered being antagonistic toward, like, yo, that shit was funny. They just creating, like, reality, it's just, it just, it just reality, like, shit's not even reality TV no more, it's reality, reality. Add to what, what Clubhouse has become, man. Clubhouse has so much potential, it just became another cesspool. But I knew they always going to become that. Listen, once they did the moan room, it was over. Bro, they got niggas in here moaning for bread. Well, I think everybody was in there moaning. But they, I know they specifically had a, a male joint. Yo, they had Lakeith Stansfield was in there, man. He said he was just doing it just because he was bored. Which sounds like a Lakeith Stansfield thing to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, he just be doing whatever he want to do. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he trying to start a beef with, with Charlemagne again during the press run. For, for, yeah, what he say to Charlemagne? <laughs> he was saying, like, yo, like, you, you, you say, like, you weak or something or, or whatever. Remember, uh, <laughs> I always go back to it. When Big time Watts on Pinata. <laughs> you weak. You weak. You weak. You weak, bitch. Like, how your uncle talk to you like that? Yo, no wonder Gibbs so crazy, bro. His family verbally abused him. Like, <laughs> his mom included. Like, go change that motor oil, bitch. Like, yo, like, your dad a whole crooked cop. Bitch, though, that shit crazy. Like, that nigga life must have been wild. Like, yeah, man. Uh, They've just been going at this a lot, man. I think that a lot of a lot of black men in the industry right now are trying to just figure out like what the answers is, man. And there's a lot going on from your 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 academics conversations, your conversations about, you know, this, you know, all of this fallout from Chicago stuff, Mo3 stuff in Texas. Oh, okay. Um, so find out where the beef comes from. So, mm-hmm. Kaluuya, Daniel Kaluuya was on The Breakfast Club. Right. And Charlamagne was like, yo, did you find yourself looking at Lakeith differently after he played this role because he did it too well? And then Daniel... Being smart, he was like, "Yo, you and Lakeith still have beef, right? Like, is that what's happening? Like, I ain't never had an issue with him. I do feel like he was born to play that. Oh uh, no, he said, what he say? 
Khalid said, you and Lakeith still have beef, Charlamagne? Is that what's happening? And then Charlamagne said, I ain't never had an issue with him, but I do feel like he was born to play this role, though. And then Daniel said, nah, we're not having that. I would have said the same thing. He's like, we're not having that. He said, Charlamagne, what makes it is, he said, what makes it what it is, Lakeith in this film, he makes the biggest sacrifice. In this film, he's serving Chairman Fred, but in, because in order to show you what Fred and Chairman Fred is, you have to show him what he isn't. You can't see the light without the dark, you understand? And he served that. He said he put himself in a lot. That's not his politics at all. That's not how he feels. And it was really tough on him on certain days. And he, he was really going through it. He said, and for him to not be alive politically to O'Neill and still give it his all and still humanize him in order to show who Chairman Fred was and to show who the Black Panther Party was, that's incredible. And I salute Lakeith for that. Hmm. And that's why Lakeith was like, yo, he put up a post that this is what hoes do. Get sunned by the reality. Get off me, bro. You a lame. Daniel ain't an idiot. Leave me be, dog, and find somebody else. Bro, why are you? Why is he beefing with Lakeith Stanfield? But yo, Lakeith, he said um, he's going through a lot playing this movie, man. Like, yeah. some, even Michael B. Jordan was saying that Michael B. Jordan said he had to go to therapy after the after doing Black Panther. Yeah. And uh, Lakeith said he had to go to therapy afterwards. He said it was really fucking with him. That's a, it's acting, man. It's. Acting is, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not about to sit up here and make it seem like, all right, like you played a snitch. That means like you a snitch. Like I'm not about to like equate you, like you, like you personally, like to like the ball or anything that like you know. It's just petty. And Charlemagne know how his audience responds to shit. He know that they're reactionary. So like, you know, it's just like this, right? When Michael Rainey Jr. went on The Breakfast Club, so, you know, the, 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 the platforms on which certain things and certain themes get, you know, talked about a lot. Michael Rainey Jr. was talking about how he, when he goes to the supermarket, everybody uh, be coming up to him like, yo, like, that was out of pocket for what you did to your dad. And he like, yo, like, I'm just, I'm an actor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm playing this man's son. Like, it's, it's about this shit. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not him. Like, like what you call it? Not really my sister. Crazy. She like, not really my mom. I don't even go to the school over here. This is a... so. Again, it's a, a lot of us. A lot of us like, like we or we orient people like that that we see on the screen based on media literacy and all of these things. He does a thing in which he he takes that and puts that on with like, <laughs> like he takes the thing about like yeah like he played him well he you know it's kind of it's it's weird man it's like. The way you know the way people think and the way we get caught up in it, in the way like some of these media producers like you know influence that type of thought. It's like what we do to people, man. Like AJ Johnson, right? You know the the character who played Ezel on Friday could do a fucking Oscar nominated performance and get an Oscar, but are we gonna know him as AJ Johnson? No, we're gonna say, oh, look what Ezel just did. Ezel. Ezel. He's always gonna be his elders. And like when Nori was saying, I don't know, I think he said Capone, either Capone or uh a trash. One of them, right? Was they were smoking with Denzel. They were smoking weed. 
with Denzel Washington and, and Denzel and hit the L yeah. And I think he said I think he said it was Capone. And he was like, Capone almost passing the L and was like, no, nigga, you can't smoke you, Malcolm X. You know what I mean? And like seeing him as Malcolm X, like this isn't Malcolm X. Like Malcolm X was shot February 21st, 1968, in Autobahn Ballroom. Like he's not here with you. This is Denzel Washington from New York. He played yeah, yeah, it, it but again, like we the way we our relationship with the visual. And what people, you know what I mean? If we wasn't in that era or... Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Hilarious. Um, I haven't seen the movie. I just... I don't yeah. think... I feel like it's like roots to me. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna get angry. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's like... But I heard it was amazing performances from the mm-hmm. actors, man. So um, I, I know Daniel Kaluuya won the uh, Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to him shout out to uh to shaka king shout out to the lucas brothers shout out to dominique fishback who like and i've always been a fan of dominique fishback since fucking um the deuce on hbo still um, didn't finish that yeah i started it though when where she was um she was yo she was great in fucking the deuce man she was, mm-hmm. that first season she was just where she was like learning how to read and shit, like mm-hmm. with my boy and her pet was a uh, Chris. See, I'm calling him Chris Partlow. I don't even know the dude's name, but I know him as Chris from the Wire. Yeah, yeah, because he was in that. And I love that actor because I think like, yo, he was really good as Chris, yo. Yeah, he was in a What We Do video. Yeah. Now it was so like it's such like. It's the little things about that video that makes it so good. Like, it's just, it's a great video, man. I love that album. Philadelphia Free was such a great album, man. It's a man. classic, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a classic to the city for sure. Now I feel like I want to listen to All My Life with Nate Dogg, bro. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, man, I'm sure that album had a nice little budget. You know what I mean? Yo, all my life with Nate Dogg. Like that's probably the best album to come out of out of the Philly side of the Rockefeller. He yeah, featured his first album. Yeah. Freeway a legend, man. Yeah, Mariah. Yeah, Freeway, free, free that bull. And Mariah, you know, she was. Mariah was always, you know, baseline studios. You know what I, I mean? That's, so I, she was always I, there. You know, Rockefeller. You know, state property too. Things that we do. That was volume volume three. Whoa. You know what yeah, I mean, like Mariah used to live at baseline. She probably she probably got a, a Rockefeller chain. I think she do. I think Dame gave her one. She played Dame's girlfriend in State Property too. I think that, I think she was gifted one after the movie. If I'm if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh, man! Yo, I just love what what we do. The song yeah. just does to people, does to our people. Like people, like you. People are proud when they hear that song. It's just like I, I feel like everybody in a, every black man or black person in America, whether you stay in Kansas, Dakota, mm-hmm. in California, in South Carolina, in Philly, when you hear what we do, you feel that shit. It was the Old Testament start dreams and nightmares, man. Stop working, then my heat start working. I'ma rob me in person. Catch a nigga sleeping while he out in the open. It just like, ain't nothing like that. Dun 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 dun. If I get rocked, this shit for my kids. Come on, man. Come on. Like you can't. Is that really 
shit. <laughs> huh? Like you said, it's that real shit. It was just, yeah, and that was that time, 01, 02. That song he oh. did with Anthony, All Right, where they, they flipped Mystic Brew. Mm-hmm. Shout, yeah. out, shout out to Alan Anthony, man. Christian, yeah. Up in Smoke. That's mm-hmm. where I had a had an R&B group at one point. Yeah. Shout out Christian. But yo, man, let's get into it. Need to know for the week. I think it's a really important YouTube channel right now that a lot of us should be tuned into. Um, it's called Black Power Media. Okay. Black Power Media was founded by a, a collective of uh, activists, scholars, scholar activists um, from around the country, um, kind of giving us um, a version of what CNN is to the average American. Um, I know there's other outlets out here like the Young Turks. Uh, you know, we even got the, 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 the conservative versions of this, like OAN and Newsmax, kind of giving you like this 24-hour independent uh, coverage and perspectives on, uh, you know, these, these areas of, uh, you know, political discourse. Um, Dr. Jared A. Ball, who is a professor, chair professor of African-American studies at Morgan State, um, it kind of starts with him. It also starts with a couple of brothers that's from New York that moved down to Atlanta to uh, create an organization known as Community Movement Builders, Kamal Franklin, and Brother Kalonji, who are both from Brooklyn, but they moved to Atlanta and they founded that organization. There is Dr. Sharice Burden Stelly, who is a assistant professor at Chicago State University and is also working on a uh, race and capitalism project. And also just released uh, a book uh, by, was well, by herself another professor, but it's W.E.B. Du Bois in American Life. Um, Luke Mon Nation, uh, down in the DMV, Jackie Luke Mon and Abduce Luke Mon, two scholar activists. Uh, from D.C., a couple, married couple as well. Um, also, Brother Abdus Lukman has his own show called The Healing Waters. Uh, it'll be a show that's directed at uh, black men and focusing on uh, spiritual and mental healing, so that's pretty good. It's a lot going on on a particular channel, a lot of good black news, a lot of good black perspectives. So BPM, Black Power Media, definitely check it out. But specifically for this week and this weekend, uh, people uh, inside of the Control Center, um, please, if you can, um, there will be several phone numbers and several names of people, um, who is currently responsible for the imprisonment and the deteriorating health of one Mumia Abu-Jamal, who is a political prisoner, former Black Panther journalist, who is now off of death row, but is now in really, uh, bad health shape. Um, on the channel this week, there will just be a lot of coverage on how we can support this particular situation right now. You know, the Mumia movement has been going on for almost 40 years strong, internationally, intercivilizationally. So you don't have to be in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia to take action. Um, he is at PCI Mohanoy in upstate Pennsylvania, state prison. Um, so at the time, it would just be great if we could all subscribe to that channel. But if we can just learn some of the things about what's possibly going on with, uh, or that is going on with Mumia right now, they just got they just did a live call at three o'clock, 
um, on the Black Power Media channel today. We're recording this on Wednesday, March the 10th. Um, so, yeah, please check out Black Power Media and please check out the latest um, coverage of uh, the imprisonment and the health of uh, Mumia Abu-Jamal. If you would like to hear his voice, please tune into prisonradio.com. His episodes are only about five minutes long. He does at least like one once a week since 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 right so regardless of what health mumia was in he was always doing these radio shows so it takes no more than like five three to five minutes to listen to an episode but definitely black power media um is my need to know for this week in conjunction with the health of mumia abu jamal and prisonradio.com and i'll definitely send you everything i need to send you naj for it to be posted so that's the need to know from me this week <clears throat> Okay. All right. So, um, my need to know for the week, we were talking about him earlier about how timeless he's become and how he's been a part of pretty much every major era in hip hop. The need to know for me this week is Currency's uh, new album, The Collection Agency. Man, just, it's just a great album, man. I was going to say it was going to be the fraud department with Jim Jones and Harry Fraud, but. The collection agency is just so dope. Um, listen to a song called Jermaine Dupri. Uh, just great beats, great vibes, great lyrics. Great album, man. I love listening to it. Um, definitely think that y'all will, too. Um, and, yeah. That's what I... Yeah, that's what I need to know for the week, man. Uh, episode 27, In the Books. Uh, we want to thank y'all so much for listening, taking the time out to chill with us and rock with us, man. Uh, shout out to the Umbrella, BGW, Key That Same Energy, AF Podcast, you know, the uh, the homies at Reasonable Wrestling Podcast, uh, the homie, Scott, uh, man, Nolo, D-Mac, all them boys, man. Um, and shout out to Noah, too. Yeah, shout out Noah, man. Yo, Noah, the homie from from up from up there. Well, him and Victor, they both up there. Yeah, so. yeah they both in Canada. Yeah. Our, our brothers to the northern border, Victor and Noah, man. We love y'all so much. Thank y'all for rocking with us, and you know, just just for what y'all do for the culture. You know, not just for us. You know, just being great friends, but just you know, Noah's doing some stuff for the culture. He did. I think he did a uh, BGW's new banner. I believe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Victor, I know Nick and Victor, they got something going on right now. They got something to play. I don't even want to say it. Yeah, it's, yeah. But I, I, we know what they work on. I hope that, you know, that gets, that gets done, you know, as we, you know, get prepared to go outside the States one by one, get, get ready to go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, um, so I, re- I released the merch design on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I wish I could have been there to you know boost yeah. and you know, but it's you're doing your Twitter bit right now, man. <laughs> I'm, gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna see what happens, man. We still in it, it's just yeah, man. We're we, we gonna have a Bobby Spurna party when you get home, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, first first day out, 200, first day out, 280 character joint, <laughs> yeah. Let's go, let's go. First day out, tweet style, first day out, tweet style. I need to close my mouth. I need to relax. Yeah, I heard I got some sneak dissers. Hey, <laughs> yo, I heard I got some sneak dissers. I'm really, I'm really T. Grizzly of Philly. That's really me. We're the same size, too. Oh, man. But, yeah, we released the merch design for the... Um, Detroit. 
the the out of uh, I'm calling it the out of control uh, T-shirt, mm-hmm. um, just because we were inspired by you know the album that was uh, out of my mind, which was the Roots, their take on well, the Roots just grabbing Pharrell like nigga, we just gonna do in my mind, but with us, and it's so. But I feel like it's better than in my mind in a way. Cause like if you imagine like seeing Pharrell do in my mind live, that's what you kind of kind of expected it. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, we were just glad to really just redo that idea. Um, uh, we're gonna be partnering with What Maneuver to do that. I'm gonna get that um over there to them um by the end of the week. Um, I wish I could change my Abby so bad, bro. If I could change my Abby and just have it, right? I don't even got a tweet. Just let me change my joint so I can. You know what I mean. <laughs> Can't even do that? Nah, I can't do Nathan. Wow. Yo, because you know, also if I make a new one, like they're gonna be on my so I've been trying to see how to, you know, but well, we're gonna figure this shit out. Yeah, you in a hole, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, you really are like with a state alive. You really are a Twitter jail political prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> yo, like this shit, like listen, this. This shit the, is crazy. I, I, the Bamiya Abu Jamal on Twitter, yo. Not even. I'm listen. I'm I. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm just a helper. I'm like one of the. You know. I'm an elf. Yeah. You know I mean. I'm. 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 And that's the thing about Twitter. It's like you know. It's it's a lot of people saying a lot of different stuff all the time with different things. Like you know. I'm with you know a, a national organization that I'm deputized in. I'm with another national organization that I'm cadre in. Uh, you know, we gotta talk some shit sometimes, man. Like I you know, it's this ain't safe times yeah. right now. We need we need they, voice. They like, yeah, he's definitely that nigga. <laughs> whatever he said they did. Other they, comrades joints went down. I'm like, God damn. Whatever they said he did, he did that. He he did that shit. <laughs> I don't know who he was, but <laughs> <laughs> he was somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's all. I'm glad I'm able to, you know. Still, this this is the best part. Yeah, you know I mean, just you know. Definitely, man. Definitely. The vocals. We got the we got the designs coming on the way. Uh, hoodies, t-shirts, uh, maybe even stocking caps. I I think what a maneuver does stocking caps. Uh, somebody was talking about are we gonna do stickers? I'll ask them if we can do stickers. Yeah, um, probably a couple masks, maybe. Yeah, you know. Put them on the mask or something. We're gonna try to get it done, man. Um yeah, talk Thank y'all for the uh for the, the love that it got. A lot of people gave it showed, showed us some love. Uh Sir Wilkins from Jobs Tears showed us some love with the design. Uh, of course Tiana. Of course Tiana showed us some love. Kanisha showed us some love. We love you, girl. We love you. That's our sister right there, you know. Um who else showed us a lot of love with that? Uh Noah, Victor. Uh, our homeboy Prosecco Poppy. Oh yeah, that's yeah. my guy. He hit me up on the gram. Like, you, it's my guy yeah. out Michigan, man. It's my guy. Oh, man. He building out. some stuff out there too, man. Good, good young, nice, nice, nice young cadre, man. Got a lot on his mind. Yeah, man. I rock with Prosecco Poppy. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out man. To people. That, oh man, that's our time. We want to thank y'all so much, man. Um, you know how we do it, man. Like we always do it this time. He doesn't, he doesn't qualify the call. He calls to qualify, or he qualifies the call. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, like we always do at this time, good night.
Good luck. Inshallah. One yourself. Peace and love. And we out of here, man. Patrol 27. We'll see y'all on the 28th. Next episode. I mean...